You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on the Cooler Goods, in the first segment, we talk about our Gold Cup experience and l- we learn what French Guyana is. Uh, so that was very exciting. Costa Rica, Honduras, our first Gold Cup experience. It was incredibly exciting. Also, USA, Panama. Also, we try to figure out if Stormzy and Romelu Lukaku are the same person. And is it racist? In the second segment, we talk about, we talk to Mark Fishkin. You may know him from the Seeing Red podcast. He's a big Red Bull New York fan. We talk to him. We talk to him about how many changes they've gone through, how many changes they will go through. We try to resolve the fruit situation and also he schools the New York fans on the other side of the river <laughs> also in the third segment we get into some of the MLS matches and the US Open Cup matches Atlanta and, uh, and San Jose San Jose and LA Red Bulls <laughs> against New England who got the best chowder uh, I think we I think we know who has the best chowder all this and more on today, this episode of the Cooligan hey this is Alexi Lawless there is nobody in US soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Hey, guys. Hello. Welcome to the Cooligans. (laughs) Welcome to the Cooligans. (laughs) Uh, All of a sudden, we're Migos? No, we're... This is... uh, We're Amigos. uh, (laughs) This this show is brought to you by Speak and Spell. (laughs) What's that? Remember Speak and Spell? The little little machine. It was like in the late 80s, maybe. It was a popular toy where you would type in and it would repeat the words and it but it was be it would be like a b c oh very robotic it was very it was a terrible i remember the one where you um you cranked the thing it was round and then you cranked it and the thing in the middle spun and it would stop on something and it'd be like a cow and the cow goes moo yeah yeah that uh i, I forgot the name of the toy but yeah that's a different toy yeah that's the one <laughs> i thought you were referencing anyway yeah wonderful start i'm sure you guys are really enthralled all of a sudden <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. Uh, we are the Cooligans. We are stand-up comedians who host the soccer podcast and focus on American soccer. Everybody, oh, the gulliest podcast in America. That's right. We um, well, we got to get those shirts made. That's uh, about time. It's about time. Uh, so thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, another. Uh, Exciting week. Just a bunch of stuff going on in, in the in the Cooligans, uh, you know, the Cooligans umbrella. I mean, we are <laughs> working extra hard and maybe nothing comes out of any of this. Like, <laughs> that's most likely. It's the, a lot of plate spinning. That's the thing that's the hardest about all this. That's right. And on, on top of all of those plates are chicken parm sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, there's no money on those yeah, plates. No, 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 those plates. If anything, there's probably debt stacked on top of those plates. Uh, we are making ourselves poor doing this for you guys, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but we we'll love figure it. it out. We absolutely do love it. Hopefully you love it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things and there's some things that we'll be able to talk about in the near future. Hopefully uh, they, they come to fruition. But there's a lot of things that we're trying to do. Um, just to, you know, get out there and, 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 and entertain people. And, you know, it's like anything else in this business. Yeah. Like, because, you know, we, we do this podcast, we do videos, but again, you know, we cut our teeth doing stand up comedy. That's, son, that's, we are so amazing live and shouts to all the people who I found out just through, I, you know, I might've mentioned this already, but just through like a lot of the messages we've been getting, a lot of people found us through the, the, the two major live events that we, that's right. That we hosted. So that's kind of our forte is to be live in front of people. Instant gratification. I only know it's funny if you laugh. You only know it's funny if I laugh. 
uh, it's kind of nice when we can talk to an audience. That's it, what we do best. Exactly. And, and you know, in the future, we're going to focus on doing a lot more of that. But right now, I mean, we just did uh, a great event for uh, a, a charity called America Scores. Oh, it was amazing. So this was uh, over the weekend. We went to Pier 40 in Manhattan. Uh, we're hitting all the peers, baby. Any, any peer. <laughs> we will be there for eight hours holding microphones. <laughs> and the, But this is this is an interesting thing. And Although, I, let me just say, this time I actually had something to do afterwards. Not like last time where I just crashed. Yeah. But I said, oh, I just hosted an eight and a half hour event. And they're like, wait, I thought you did that already like two months ago. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a long story. And there's more to come, hopefully. <laughs> so uh, America Scores, uh, you know, they, they have chapters all over the country, but they're they're their focus is basically an it's an after school program for for children uh you know, basically under hood kids. Hood, I mean, I was going to say underprivileged youth. Come on, son. They're hood <laughs> yeah. kids. But that's like what we were. That's why we were so passionate yeah. about it. I mean, you know, semantics. Who cares? Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> think there was no. Nobody named semantic was there. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, we were hood kids and we know what it's like to have like after school programs that have helped or wish maybe there were some after school programs that would have helped. Yeah. Or something to take, uh, you know, your mind off of what happens after school. And, and when you look stress. at the, all the stab wounds on my body. Yeah, yeah. And that's the school program could have prevented this. Yeah, you don't know this, but uh, he stood in front of Paul Pierce for the majority of those stabbings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we look at that, and, and it's a great program that we found out about while hosting an eight-hour event called NY Fest. NY Fest, yeah. Uh, that, yeah a couple kids came up and read poems, um, and uh, it turns out that in order for them to be able to play soccer, they have to do like literacy programs and and. and Poem poetry is a big part of that, and you know, like anyone else, it, it's it's like writing lyrics. It helps you sort of talk about what's on your mind without directly talking about it, which sometimes is great. So it turns out like they do this huge uh, charity event. A lot of corporate teams come and play in Pier Forty. It's another big uh, groups plus bracket system, um, twenty minute games. But this one was a lot of corporations that we, um, you know, you the average person would have heard of versus NY Fest, which is a lot of entertainment companies that are a lot behind the scenes, like production companies you might not know produce the TV shows and movies that you like to, to watch. Uh, so this one was a little easier because we got to roast specific companies. Yeah. So, I mean, just a, a quick rundown of some of the teams that were there. There was a lot of financial companies and things like that. But, the you know, uh, UPS had a team. Uh, Wagwan to all the Wagwan. of the UPS team. I mean, it, they were basically the reggae boys out oh there. My UPS. God. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw. I think I saw uh, Maddox. Maddox. <laughs> there. Maddox out I there. mean, <laughs> I, when I, we saw them pull up, we were like, "Come on!" <laughs> and they were in the second division. Yeah, they, they were. Need, in the, no, they were in the third. In division. the third, which, son, they need to be in that first division <laughs> easily. This is legitimate. First of all, no team had more fun. Yeah, I had I didn't have more fun with anyone besides U, them. UPS was great. They could take a joke. We made oh, dude, fun. we were just riffing hard <laughs> on them. They were playing against a team called Venables, and I'm like, Venables has scored one goal, but they're down by two to UPS, who is, and they thought I was going to say, like, has three, and I go, still illegally parked in front of the hydrant. Uh, <laughs> and they're just like, ah. <laughs> they were great. I mean, they uh, were great. They, uh, there was, uh, you know, Barclays had a team, Verizon, AT&T, Capital One. Uh, so there was a lot of op- there were a lot of opportunities uh, to really make fun of all these companies. I mean, how many 
jokes about Verizon and the, uh, you know their quote unquote unlimited data plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we 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 really crushed. We really on went. On that. that one's an easy one because because uh, there were some teams that you know for bigger brands that we that everybody knew and they would understand the jokes. And then there were some financial companies that just investment in in whatever. And we're like, wow, well, we don't know what the hell. they don't even, they don't even know what they do. You know, I said that. Remember that team got <laughs> yeah. mad at me? I was like, it's uh, what was it? I think it was a uh, Salesforce. Which uh, is a team no one knows what they no one knows if if it's working or something like that versus uh, I think it was CPC which no one knows what you do <laughs> exactly and the one girl's like we know what we do and I'm like yeah you work there <laughs> but it was uh it was great <laughs> I had to keep reminding like, guys it's for the kids so it, it was the second time we got to do something like that and yeah. it really felt like you know I don't know, could this be our th- this could be a thing that this we just, is our thing we could just do across the country or the eight world eight hour events eight hour yeah. I mean they're they're a nightmare to do yeah oh do can they do these <laughs> in like I don't know an hour and a half is that possible <laughs> but it was it was really really fun uh, and they uh, you know just be yeah, obviously being able to make jokes uh, and it gave uh, the 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 tournament a little bit of life in in those moments where you know you're waiting for your next game to happen uh, or you or you're on the bench or whatever we, we we can watch the games with people uh and 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 sort of talk for them to some to some extent and like having an announcer uh but we're kind of like just dicks about it we just, yeah, we're, just <laughs> we're just idiots kind of assholes yeah <laughs> we're just roasting people which for the most part i would say 99.99999 percent of the people really loved it <laughs> uh yeah there were some people i mean but that's that's like any comedy show right absolutely you know you're not gonna win over the entire crowd maybe not you uh <laughs> but that's kind of my forte <laughs> uh but that's that was uh, great. So yeah, America scores. Uh, it was great. Uh, look, like, yeah, look yeah, them look up. them up. Um, they uh, seriously, they do great work all over the country. And uh, thank you, and- Shannon. Thank you, John. Thank you, Hannah. <laughs> and I'll get that joke. Yeah. Uh, Hannah slash Jamie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, support them. They're a charity. Obviously, if you, even if you want to like volunteer, uh, all the volunteers that we work with were all like either like in high school and they were helping out like younger kids. Like, yeah, it's definitely. If you're a lot in, of them were like uh, alumni of the program. That's right. Uh, if you're, you know, someone who wants to help kids, especially with soccer and and be involved in like a, a great program this is like the one for you so yeah you could be michelle pfeiffer from dangerous minds you could help these hood kids these hood kids i mean you know don't call, call them hood kids right not to their, to their face. face no <laughs> no maybe write it in a poem <laughs> yeah okay it's great you could see them like be really nervous about reading a poem and then be really proud of themselves after they read it it's kind of dope yeah exactly we changed some children's lives that i know day. i did <laughs> but <laughs> that was great and uh we also have another one that we're doing very it's coming up on the 22nd on the, on the 22nd at, but this is one you guys can get involved in exactly the football vogue five so go to footballvogue.com f-u-t-b-o-l-v-o-g-u-e.com and you can register a team uh if you use the promo code cooligans you get a discount on the you get 50 bucks off so it's 300 dollars for a team of fives obviously uh five aside um but if you use Cooligans, yeah, they'll only charge you two fifty. Yeah, which is pretty dope. So yeah, you can get. I think you can. I think it's maybe the rosters can be like seven, eight people. So you're not spending. It's not you're not spending a lot of money. Yeah, no, but, everybody puts. But it'll be a hot, it'll be a hot tournament. And there's some of the players, you know, we we saw some of them. They're really good. Uh, some, some of them are very good. Some yeah. of them are very good. So you're gonna the, the teams are gonna the, the 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 quality of the competition is gonna be pretty high for some teams, obviously. But uh, five aside, anything can happen. And tons of prizes. And there's DJs. We're gonna be there hosting that again. There's gonna be a drone. There's drones. It's gonna be wild. Gonna it's gonna be, be a lot of fun. This 
Yeah, just come for the drones. Yeah. <laughs> come for the cooling and stay for the drones. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's going to be great. And you can find that info again on that on that website. We're going to post about it a yeah, bunch as well. Yeah, we're going to tweet about it as well. So, so check out look, the Twitter if, and Instagram. You'll you're, see more. You want to come out to Brooklyn and play in a dope game and, uh, you know, have the cooligans make fun of you while you're playing? Oh, dude, and free beer and free food afterwards if you are if you take part in it. You're crazy not to, not to sign I up. I mean, come on, son. So do that. So, okay, now we got that all that uh, stuff out of the way. Uh, let's talk about, you know, the, the uh, our endeavor heading over to uh, Red Bull Arena. We had a great time going to, oh, going going to, to Gold my, Cup. Uh, our first Gold Cup match. We had never yeah. uh, been to a Gold Cup match before. And we got to see we got to see two matches. This was a double header. Double header. Uh, the first one. The undercard. Very much the opening <laughs> act. Uh, although quite an exciting match. It, 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 as as people arrived, it yeah. did it did pick up its in, its intensity. On the way there, I forgot that this match was even happening. It was it was Canada <laughs> versus French Guyana. That's right. Uh, but the reason we forgot is because there was li- the streets were littered with Costa Rican and Honduran fans because that was the second match, Costa Rica versus Honduran. I saw maybe one Canadian flag, and I'm like, that's a really drunk Costa Rican. <laughs> uh, he picked up the wrong flag. Yeah, he just picked up the wrong flag. Colors. The colors are pretty close. <laughs> Doesn't know what's going on. Uh, French guy on the flag wouldn't have picked you out if, if I, until, <laughs> until I saw it with my own eyes. I wouldn't have known uh, in the match. But as we're walking, like people are partying, and there's music, and there's dancing, and there's thousands of people outside of Rebel Arena. Uh, Rebel fans listening right now are wondering, what does that sound or feel like <laughs> but uh jokes aside by the way stick around for the second segment that's right we uh, just to mention we do have mark fishkin uh who is the host of seeing red uh new york which is a, a red bull podcast and, yeah and uh I, I mean he's he's been covering mls since its inception since day one and he's uh literally like i mean at this point he's like an mls historian yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> mls calls him be like yo what did we do that year <laughs> like how i got i got it in my notes yeah I, oh, well let me look at my files i, t- I t- Typed it up in my typewriter. Tick, 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 tick. So, but we have a great interview with him in the second yeah. segment. For so, stick around. For so, that. listen to that. So, we're we're walking into the stadium and it's jam packed. <coughs> Excuse me. And then we get into the stadium. Where is everybody? Where where everyone is outside? They're they're more they're more concerned about uh you know the 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 grilling that they're doing the arepas that they're yeah, making. There is no one inside the stadium. <laughs> Very few. We saw like maybe twelve to twenty Canadian fans in this one section, and they were all doing a lot of cheers and they were cheering great white north great white north and i was like snow are people what are they mentioning here (laughs) i would say the standout of the match of that match was two Uh, things um what's his name davies alfonso davies he was unreal i mean first of all it's not just pace this kid's great on the ball. He's got great spacing. He's got great vision. I can't wait to see this guy all grown up. You know what I mean? Because yeah, because we can't forget he is only 16 years old. I mean, he is, uh, he towers over every single one on, on the pitch. If you told me he was 30 and then five minutes later you told me he was 16, I'd believe you twice. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> That's how, that, how composed he is yeah. and how prepared. And there were moments where I felt like he could have attacked. And I'm like, run, run. You've got an open lane. You've got the open channel. And we have... To, uh, we have to also cushion everything by saying, uh, guys, it was against French Guyana. Probably not, you know, the the, the CONCACAF powerhouse you're thinking of. Um, but um, so we're watching the match. Not a lot of people. People start to filter in. And by the way, we went with Gavin, um, who is what? Sheffield? Uh, uh, no, football. Football uh, dot shirts dot United on Instagram. Football dot shirts dot United. 
Great guy. His wife is awesome. His mom is awesome. We were hanging out with him. He hooked us up with the tickets, which is really cool. Uh, um, all of a sudden, Honduran fans start to filter in. They seem to be first. Costa Rican fans are still outside grilling. They seem to be first. Somehow, some way, they have taken French Guyana in as their own. Yeah, because they know it's clear who the underdog is. For sure. And let me tell you something. It was, what was it? 2-0, right? Yeah. It was 2-0, and then Guyana... Pours it on. French Guyana pours it on. Also, speaking of pouring it on, speaking of pouring yeah, it on, it, it so is, did God. It, <laughs> the Lord and Savior did uh, pour down. The skies opened up. And boy, <laughs> let me tell you something. They opened up, which, by the way, immediately fills the stadium. Yeah. Because then everyone who's outside grilling is like, oh, let's just go inside. Exactly. And people run in and all of a sudden, now Costa Rican fans and Honduran fans have found something to unite, which is their love <laughs> of French Guyana and hatred of Canada, apparently. <laughs> and every time French Guyana scored, which was twice in a row, and no one expected this. As soon as the rain came down, the first goal for French Guyana yeah. happened. And then it, look, just a few moments later, the second goal. Right. So it was 3-2 uh, it was three, two or 2-2. Two, two. Did it tie it? It was 2-2, two, two, I believe. Yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden... The rain stopped, and so did their luck. Uh, and then Canada came back. Uh, and let me tell you, that rain was nice. It was cool. Like, it leveled off the playing field, which was kind of cool. Uh -huh. But the fun thing about it was all of a sudden the stadium's packed, and people are going apeshit. Going crazy. Because French Guyana is scoring. And the French Guyana, I forgot the, the guy who scored, uh, the French Guyanese guy who scored. He turned around and did, like, the like the come on, get up, get amped. Yeah. He, they've never played to this many yeah. people in their lives. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I'm yeah. ready for it's this. Like you, so who are you asking to get? Yeah. Amped because you're people holding a different flag than you. There were probably, I mean, I legitimately saw possibly six or seven French Guiana fans, and that's looking across the entire stadium, exactly. So, I mean, we can't, uh, which is probably 100% of the French Guyanese population <laughs> in the U.S. We can't, uh, yeah, we just we want to be very clear like, it was incredible. I mean, it looked, it looks, it was so empty, it looked like. It looked like two teams were training. Yeah, it looked like or an academy match was yeah. taking place. Like it looked like there was not that many really people there. We got to walk around the it, entire it, stadium. It looks like FIFA imposed some sort of ban that wouldn't allow right. fans closed door, <laughs> closed door. But a couple of crazy Canadians, <laughs> a couple of racist Canadians. Uh, but it was cool to watch. You know, I had never seen the the Canadian national team play, and they have they got some uh, they got some guys who putting putting in some work in there. Yeah, they've got some skill. That, that, the young, he was pretty good. The young always plays really well. I can't remember the the first striker with the italian name i forgot his name Candelfi or something like that Cadalfi. uh uh momar Cadalfi. momar Cadalfi. yeah uh, that's where he went he <laughs> never he never died guys um he uh that there was a lot of skill but it was also like where are all the guys that we know where's to saint you yeah know, where's and, raheem edwards and I, I, yeah i think because of just the, the gold cup squads are usually not the best you know, the best sort of players all Does the time. Does Canada really have that option? <laughs> really have that luxury? Guys. Apparently. Come on now. <laughs> uh, but but the game. Uh, Canada should be sending Drake out there. <laughs> the game was, uh, for the, I mean, if this we were talking about this during the game that it, it, it felt boring, but it. It, it picked up. It, it did pick up. But the difference from, you know, 28,000 people being there and 18 really does affect how interested you are in the game. A hundred percent. And, and it, you, I, part of me actually thought, and this is incredibly naive, part of me actually thought that, oh, these are two professional, you know, international sides. Uh, who cares if nobody's in here? We'll be fine. But no, I was completely wrong. Yeah, it's like wrong. It, It's like going to a comedy show with two people. Right. It, it's like, it doesn't matter if it's Chris Rock. 
right. on stage, Dave Chappelle. But just the fact that there's two people, he said it, it's not as fun. Yeah, it doesn't build. There's no momentum building. Let me tell you, there was a lot of momentum building once everyone came in. Yeah. Um, and it completely changed the atmosphere. It was hilarious to see these Honduran and Costa Rican fans going shit nuts <laughs> for Over, fucking French oh, Guyanese. Uh, and you like they don't know who you are. You don't know who they are. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun to see these underdogs start to score. And then you start to think about, like, come on, man. You're... Come on, Canada. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Yeah, Canada. I'm, no one uh, would have expected French Guyana to win this game. I wish I understood French and I was sitting next to Sofian Benzaza. Where is he at? <laughs> because he was like, oh, in 10 years, maybe we'll be good. But those, these guys will be too old by then. You know, it reminded me a lot of like that pessimism he had. I'm like, yeah. this is... I could see why he was pessimistic. Exactly. Uh, but the game was entertaining, especially yeah, entertaining. Th- th- that that second half. And obviously, I, I think it was 4-2, the final result. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? French Guiana, it's a, we never, if if if, the, if a country we never heard of shows up, we're going to be like, they're probably not going to win. Yeah. That's a, 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 Martinique <laughs> beating Nicaragua is like, a ma- Nicar- Martinique isn't even recognized by FIFA as a country. Yeah. So that's huge. So we w- we would have loved to see French guy. I hear Martinique and I'm like, oh, who's your hair- hairdresser? <laughs> no, Martinique. Girl, you just got your hair done. <laughs> that's my first instinct. But obviously the second game, uh, which was what everyone was really there for. Uh, and, you know, you no, you have to have this, the, the Canada game first. Uh, you got you have to have the Canada game and place it under uh, under a match that people will actually go to yeah, because there's no way anyone would have would have attended this match. You could have otherwise. done that at you know where uh, they do the. Uh, you could have done that at Pier Forty. You would have had more than enough space for all the fans. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there would be, be too many empty seats. Really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's only like twelve seats in that place. <laughs> so uh, Honduras and Costa Rica, what a I mean, unbelievable. That was such a such a fun game. The and, atmosphere was wild. Uh, that w- ended what one one right one 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 yeah. one, which was kind of fair. A fair result, but uh, I mean, a packed no re- one nil. Did I don't think Honduras scored. Oh, that's right, that's right, right. Yeah, one nil. Costa Rica deserved it. Yeah. Um, I mean, this place was just packed. The energy from even before the first whistle was psychotic. It was. I thought, and the, this is the thing. It's like it was like a friendly tension because no one was fighting the only time that was bad was when beers were thrown on the pitch yeah that happened when what the goal happened yeah when the first goal when happened Urenia, when Mark, like, Marco Renya from the San Jose Earthquake scored yeah or, or, or from a beautiful cross from Rodney Wallace beautiful cross Rodney, Rodney Wallace would not give up on that ball mm-hmm. and uh, he was tireless until he came off the pitch uh, it was kind of great to see him um, especially play so well internationally but uh yeah, Marco Orenia, beautiful goal, and all of a sudden a, a a a cup flies past our head. Yeah. And we were on the upper deck. And we're like, uh oh, you know? <laughs> Here we go. It started. <laughs> the race war begins. Yeah. yeah. And everything <laughs> was fine. And then all of a sudden I think there was like a miss miss free kick or a non penalty call. Mm-hmm. And then a couple couple cups started hitting the ground. Come on, we felt terrible, but uh, the atmosphere itself was incredible. People yeah. were going wild, like like any sort of you know any soccer game. There's always going to be a couple idiots here here and there, but we'll talk about that more in well, the second segment as well. <laughs> but uh, I was happy with um, with how many passionate uh, Costa Ricans and Hondurans that even outside outside of the stadium, nothing really, nothing happened. Yeah. I mean. Honduras is easily the underdog in this in this match for sure. But they played very well. 
Uh, and I think uh, the Hondurans who came to the match, I think they were happy with, yeah, they're, they're not happy with the result, but they were happy with how the team played. They had yeah. so, so many chances. And we can look at, uh, you know, the Honduras national team slash the Houston Dynamo right. uh, and blame Ramel. Honduras Dynamo. <laughs> uh, Ramel Kyoto just missing a great chance. Albert Ellis, he came in, uh, miss. Uh, look, and these are like their kind of the strongest guys. Yeah. Uh, and they had a great, I mean, Kyoto had a great opportunity uh, up front and missed one. Uh, and, you know, and that's just whatever. That's, that's how it goes. That's how it goes sometimes. But, uh, exciting to be a part of it. We were sitting with there. There was no Costa Rican section, and there was no Honduran. Uh, yeah, no. Section. Everyone was mixed. Up everyone was mixed, and everybody was perfectly fine. You, you celebrated next to the person, you know, who was wearing a, a Costa Rica flag on their face. Right. Yeah. Right next to you, and and it was cool. And everyone, you could see that some families were mixed. Some families had half Costa Rican people, maybe a couple Honduran people here and there inside, like the groups. Oh, okay. uh, they walked in together, so it was kind of cool. I think you were paying attention to like the families themselves, like like a Honduran man with like a Costa Rican woman, and like. <laughs> Uh, I keep track. Yeah. <laughs> how's, how's this going to work? I have to update my Google spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, I will say that there was one guy who was wearing a onesie. Oh, that's Remember right. this guy? It yeah. was like a dress, but it was like... It was a Honduran flag onesie. But imagine it was like a like a polo shirt that didn't stop until it got to your ankles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, and it was the Honduran flag. It, it was, was It was like a, a tunic, yeah. as they say. Yes. Women who yeah. tunics. I, th- he, I thought he was also going to have like a uh, a Honduran kufi on his head. <laughs> and it was just the uh, the oddest thing I've ever seen. You really, you really get some funky stuff. The stuff they were selling outside was super funky. It, you know, but being there and... and and seeing such a, a great atmosphere, especially in Red Bull Arena, you the first question that comes to mind is like, why aren't the Red Bulls doing this exactly? Yeah, they need to get nine Hondurans on their team <laughs> because this seems to work. Because that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the MLS doesn't really hide behind that fact that they they definitely do that. They look at the demographics yeah. in their area and they're like, all right, all right get the best player from that country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, there will be a, a solid draw. Yeah, no, nor should they hide from that. Does That's he know how to play business. soccer? No, that doesn't even no. matter. Wait, you hired the ex-president? <laughs> the prime minister of Honduras? You're the Vicente Fox is yeah. going to be now for... He's playing. Gassed. He's like, I will not pay for that wall. <laughs> I will not pay for that fucking wall. Vicente Fox is the least striker for LAFC. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, they're doing what they got to do. Well, uh, <laughs> got to sell some tickets. Uh, we're going to have EMT follow you around the pitch, though. Is that all right? This is just a golf cart on the pitch. Uh, uh, but, yeah, again, so... So fun. Look, if you haven't had a chance to go to a Gold Cup game, they're, they're, they're being played all over the country. Even if it's, you know, we're not Costa Rican, nor are we Honduran. Or Honduran. Uh, but insane- nor are we Canadian or French Guyanese. <laughs> uh, but insanely, insanely fun. So if, if there's a, a Gold Cup match in your city, go immediately. So much fun. Yeah, the tickets are not crazy expensive. Uh, and it's, yeah, again, you get to meet some uh, people from the Caribbean that you probably wouldn't have had an opportunity to in the past. And the one thing that strikes me is so odd is is like, you couldn't tell who's from what country. There's like, there's like blonde haired people who are Honduran and yeah. so on so forth. The only one who you could tell was not of any country was the guy sitting in front of us. Clearly a white guy. Which guy? Who Remember the guy with the lady who couldn't oh, dance? Yeah. This lady could not <laughs> dance. She was Costa Rican. We're, we're going to put a video. Yeah, this was see just a video. funny woman who uh, was, uh, for, for a Latina, she was a pretty poor dancer. Pretty poor dancer. <laughs> some of you are going to be like, what are you talking about? That bar is set very low. But you know who's someone who just like has a lot of heart? 
And they're like, I know I don't I don't dance really well, but if I do a lot of it, people are going to think, and hey, maybe she's just going for it. <laughs> but, kinda, she, but she was with uh, a white guy, a white guy, but like she, like a white guy, like, <laughs> like con- a- does construction probably, <laughs> cell phone belt clip with an otter box, <laughs> cargo shorts. So she looked as uncomfortable as can be. Has one red shirt. Yeah, he wore. Does not probably does not belong in a Costa Rica. No, Honduras <laughs> soccer match. Had no idea what was going on. <laughs> His lady was just doing constantly like selfies and dancing and she was totally into the whole atmosphere he could not give a shit he went and got beer like six times <laughs> it was hilarious i'm like everyone here like i saw blonde dudes walk by with honduran jerseys blonde dudes walk by with costa rica jerseys. like it's so mixed and so many europeans and stuff have gone over there you can't really tell this one guy we're like nope we know for sure <laughs> this guy's got no ties to any of this but country. yeah i i think there th- that might be the um you know, sometimes I think, you know, being Hispanic, I, I, I've, th- this has happened to me sometimes where I'll date someone who's not Hispanic and they, they can sometimes fetishize, uh, just Latinos. Like, of course. Oh, caliente, spicy, spicy yes, all yes. this other, like, fire. I remember uh, one, one time I was, I was dating this girl and I was on my phone. My mom called me and my mom doesn't speak English. So I was talking to her, obviously, in Spanish. And as soon as I, I hang up the phone, she was like, that was really sexy. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. I'm talking to my mom right talking now. To my mom. <laughs> so maybe don't say that. Let's hope no one's wet right now. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be. I'm not trying to turn anybody yeah. on right now. <laughs> not, not in this moment. <laughs> so I, that's sort of what I feel like that guy was going through where he's like fet- kind of fetishizing uh, Latinas. And then it's like, but then when you actually got to go to the thing. Yeah, now you got to go then, to the thing. Yeah. Now he's like, oh my God, this oh. is this is very. They do not sit down. <laughs> These fiery Latinas, huh? So it might have been, you might have been a little over his head. My other favorite moment is when Costa Rica scored. I'm like, well, I'm holding up my phone. You weren't allowed to bring any bags in there, so we couldn't bring any equipment with us. So Mm -hmm. we literally did as much as we could on our phones. But I'm swinging my phone around to get a view. And all of a sudden, I see this woman with this really big dress and she's like waving the sides. But it looked out of place. It looked like someone photoshopped or a hologram or a ghost of like someone who (laughs) lived a long time ago. She was wearing like a very traditional uh, Costa Rican. Almost dressed like a. Uh, imagine Frida Kahlo. Yes, like, very much dress so. And the big sort of dresses. So colorful. imagine you picked up both sides of that dress and started waving it around like wings, right? Yeah. It looked like it was like a like a like a dance, like she, a yeah. She looked like a flying squirrel. Yeah, basically, <laughs> she might not want to do that, uh, but it's true. A colorful flying squirrel. But it, it was so out of place with all these drunk dudes. Well, all of a sudden, there's just this woman who like the light is hitting her perfectly, and she's waving her dress. I'm like, wait, did I see that? Did I really <laughs> see that? It was beautiful. Culturally, it was absolutely incredible. And I think you said it, and I, I completely agree with you. It was like moments like that where you feel like a lot of a sense of pride about Latino culture. Oh my god, it was it, it felt uh, great to be sort of immersed in it because, yeah. especially in in the soccer world and in MLS, where um, these demographics are sort of uh, uh, parsed and they compartmentalized. Yeah. And, you know, certain sections together. NYCFC, it, it is, it, it, that's my best example, but f- there, it, it does feel the most like they're trying to merge those things uh, just yeah. just in the seating just in the people i know i mean I, I feel like i know people from so many different right cultures it's like finding happy mediums this was all one this was all one and and it and it's like oh this is the you know like the, when we think of soccer and what it, it's uh, capable of being in, right. in the u.s and 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 what we're sort of capable of adopting from which is that that south american that central american 
uh, culture of right. soccer. It, it was like, man, just shower me in more of this. Yeah, this it was, was great. Rejuvenating, yeah, one hundred percent. And what I loved about it is, it was like, this is the goal. This is what we're trying to get to. Yeah, and it was great to see it and experience it and remember, like, this is what we're pushing so hard for. Latinos, give me life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 breathe it into me. <laughs> well, then what? That's Will uh, it make you hot if I talk to my mom on the phone? <laughs> I mean, the Costa Ricans are always is what pura vida, right? That's, pura vida. The, that's their thing, man. That and they breathe that life into into the whole damn stadium, yeah. man. It was, it was great. Honduras also, the fans were just Honduras nuts. came out. So, Honduras, Honduras. I'm, I mean, vibrating. Yeah, no, the the the, the upper tier of of Rebel Arena is like aluminum. Yeah. So like one guy stomps his feet, like within a few seats, you can feel it was. Yeah, one guy gets a, a text message. You're like, oh, whoa. Oh, oh. Who Which one that? of us was that? The whole, <laughs> all of row eight. Wait, was it us? What, was that me? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> sorry, guys. I put it on vibrate. Let me turn that off. Uh, this felt like, it felt like the stadium itself was shaking. I'm Not felt like, it, it definitively was <laughs> yeah. shaking. I, I, to, to the point, we also felt this in um, in, in BMO Field in Toronto, right? Because oh, my God, th- yeah. That's even more, I mean, it feels like Reynolds rap is, <laughs> is yeah. what the stadium is made out of. And and once people start bouncing, you're like, yo, this might collapse. Yeah. I mean, we might have another Liverpool fucking <laughs> yeah. disaster. In 96, we got to have another one of them. It's just a little bit scary. And, uh, you know, whatever. We're exact. I mean, they- Obviously, Jack, everything seems like it was built correctly. <laughs> but, it was- but it is, you don't see the bracing that you see in like an NFL stadium. Yeah. Which is a lot more concrete. This is a lot more but, open. But, but that fear that you can die is what makes oh, soccer that's beautiful. What makes it great. From, not just from the fans, <laughs> from, but also from the construction listen. of the stadium. <laughs> This is we're putting fear in the hearts of the fans it, at every it, step of the way. It adds, it, right. you know, adds a little like your heart skips a beat. You're like, you oh. ate a premium sausage. I mean, yeah. anything can you got you to kiss your wife before you go to the game. Yeah. Like, honey, I'm on that. Come yeah. back. Tell the kids I love them. <laughs> if you don't hear from me in three hours. <laughs> If you don't get a call from me, you're the cops because I've been drinking. Uh, so uh, yeah, like, again, reiterate: go to a damn game, man. They're so they're they're amazing. Gold uh, Cup is lit, uh, um, and also, by the way, with that stupid sky cam, that camera that's like tethered to the stadium. Yeah, what do you call it? Stupid. I love it. It's dumb. It, it's like swinging around on like a boat engine. That thing's going around. All of a sudden, you hear people cheering. You're like, "What are people cheering for?" There's nothing happening, and you look up. That camera is traveling all around the stadium, and it looks like a sea of it looks like a wave because people are getting excited when it's in front of them, which yeah. is pretty cool. The camera itself is dumb. <laughs> what a weird take. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate the it's thing. A, you see the shadow on the floor during the game. I, I think it's it cool. Just, it's like a weird and it gets a, it gets fans excited. Obviously, you, when you were when we were recording some stuff, you had pointed uh, your phone at like uh, you know random Costa Rican or ma- random Honduran person. Yeah. Oh, how 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 did they react? They, they lost their minds. They would love it. No, remember those like eight guys? I'm like, who's gonna win, fellas? And they're like, we don't know. <laughs> remember those guys? Like, all right, great, great content, guys. Thanks for helping us out. Um, so uh, that was fun, and we also uh, we should talk about just two more things before we get into our next segment. Uh, we should cover. Um, let's do this first. Some some Premier League news. Uh, Lacazette. Lacazette. Is that what you're going to talk about? I'm not going to talk about that because that's or say Sead Shade Kalasinich Kalasinovich. Wow. I don't know. I mean, we. I, S- I don't know it, so there's definitely no way you know it. S E A D. How would you pronounce that? Syed. Syed. Yeah, I would say Syed. 
Shade? <laughs> Shade. Shade. Yeah, that's a, what a, what a cool name. Just uh, instead of uh, a, a name on his uh, on his jersey, it's just a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's Kermit <laughs> sipping tea. Uh, no, we we should talk about uh, Romelu Lukaku going oh, to okay secondary secondary <laughs> Manchester sorry. United uh and obviously it's a big deal a 75 million dollar transfer fee from Everton uh some people know I'm an Everton fan the, uh, this is the chip the main chip that fell I feel like everything else is going to fall into place now now that everyone knows where Lukaku's going I think Chelsea's going to make their buys Atletico Madrid Real Madrid everyone's going to start to now this is like similar to like when LeBron kind of yeah was it the decision then all the sort of pieces started right uh falling after that and not just because they're both black because they were both important in that transfer right yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's All that's right, the analogy. Th- those are the weak ass analogies I make. <laughs> hey, look, I know two blacks. <laughs> uh, hey, oh wow, <laughs> I know two blacks, so I'm going to talk about it. Speaking them. of who put who put Stormzy's picture up instead of <laughs> so this was uh, this what we want to talk about uh, Stormzy, which is uh, a grime artist that we enjoy and uh, we which, talked about. Uh, you know, uh, he's British, essentially British trap music to some extent. Uh, he's a great rapper. You should listen to him. He's uh, very very popular in England. Uh, but he he's eerily looks pretty close. Yeah, they to, look separated at birth. So he looks like he could be related to Romelu Lukaku. Right. Right. And, and this is easily one of the, like, uh, you know, on Twitter, there's the bro, they, they don't look alike. Stop being racist and whatever. But when you look at them side by side, they, they kind of look alike. You're like, that must be racist because they kind of <laughs> look alike. But they have the same like kind of chin strap beard. The same hairline. Same set of hairline. I mean, Stormzy's hair is just uh, maybe a little shorter. Uh, but you can understand how in general somebody could make this mistake. Right. Uh, uh, of confusing If you saw the two. Stormzy walk by in an Everton shirt, you'd think it was Romelu Lukaku. They're like the same height, same yeah. build. They're both big men. Yeah. Uh, but when you're they're a both dr- black as well, the both, jokes aside, <laughs> they're both black people. Yeah. Uh, but when uh, uh, if you're a journalist, if you're a newspaper of, of any kind, you shouldn't be making this mistake. No. And uh, they posted a picture of of Stormzy, of Stormzy of in, in, on the front cover of <laughs> yeah. this magazine. And Stormzy is also a big Manchester United fan. Right. So he he's wearing a Manchester United uh, like a zip up sort of sweater right on the cover uh so it almost looks like it's like the announcement of of Romelu Lukaku right to some degree and uh but it's on just right on the cover of the Irish Herald and a lot of people obviously got very mad well I mean Irish they're like how could we tell the difference between them they're black we don't have any black people here we're so sorry exactly Uh, 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 you I mean you should be upset because it is a public is it's there's 100 percent upset he's a journalist uh but it's part, kind of understandable. It's, it's not, but maybe the conspiracy theory part of me is like this. Kind of feel like having on purpose. Like you do get, but you somebody's gonna buy this magazine because like look, they messed this up. But it's also kind of a bit. Like it's a good bit. Like everyone else is joking around about the fact that they look the same. Wouldn't it be funny if we posted a picture of Stormzy instead of Romelu Lukaku? Sure. If it was Mad Magazine, I'd be like, "All right, great. That's a great. That's a great bit." One of my favorite <laughs> bits that someone did was uh, if you remember last year, Stormzy and Pogba did a video introducing Pogba. Yeah. They put like, "Look, uh, Lukaku and Pogba already releasing music together," <laughs> and they reposted that video. <laughs> then that was great. And and Stormzy did respond to this, and he and he said that he didn't find it funny. Uh, but he has said in the past that 
that him and Lukaku do look alike. Yeah. So he's he not even said if you show me a photo of Lukaku, I might think it's me. Exactly. So uh, it, some people took that as like you know, more, they were more upset with the Irish Herald about it. Right. Look, and if you're mad at the Irish Herald or not mad at the Irish Herald, like yeah, I kind it. of understand yeah. uh, both sides. You also have to understand their racial tension out in uh, in the UK is a little different than it is out here. Uh, racial tension? Never heard of it. Yeah, never heard of it. It doesn't exist here in America, <laughs> as you could tell. Kind of a uh, race, post-racial. Uh, We're beyond that, Alexis. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, history books. <laughs> so uh, we should uh, also talk about the USA-Panama game, their Gold Cup match, uh, which is their their first match uh, you know, of the, of the group stage. Uh, that game ended 1-1. We got a goal. Tough match. Tough match. We got a a, a goal from Dom Dwyer who uh, can't goal. stop scoring. Uh, I, I think if he keeps up his ratio, just a goal per game. Yeah, just one one point per ninety. Yeah, uh, <laughs> would break records. <laughs> it would be very nice. But he he currently has that streak, so he's doing he's doing all right. The English American Pele. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and and we get a goal from uh, Miguel Camargo, uh, NYCFC midfielder reserve. Reserve. I mean, yeah, he is a he's a bench guy. He comes yeah, he in. He doesn't play that often. Not so he's of a beast of a goal from him. Yeah, and uh, I I think because how great uh, Young Hell Herrera has been, I think it's tougher for Camargo to ring uh, Herrera uh, and uh, who's the other Mikey Lopez. Mikey, who's the other midfielder that's normally there? No, Tommy Herrera. Oh my god, what am I? I mean, they mix it up a lot. That's why I'm, it's. Her, her, uh, Morales, one Maxi, 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 Maxi's injured. Though. Yeah, Maxi. So, but usually Morales, uh, Ring, and Herrera, those three are just kind of unstoppable in the midfield. I right. mean, defensively, they're they're strong. Offensively, they're doing great. So it's tough for Camargo, Camargo to get any real playing time. Uh, but he did get a goal. Uh, and so just overall, what was your uh, sort of takeaway? I know, I know some people kind of wanted. And feel like the U.S. should beat Panama, you know, 10 out of 10 times. Panama always plays us really tough, though. And I think we've drawn 1-1 like the last four matches we played against them, something like that. So it doesn't surprise me. Um, but watching that match and knowing that this is what our C squad, really, mm-hmm. I'm not that surprised and I'm not that upset about it. Yeah, they. my biggest concern was how many great chances Panama did get. Right. Uh, I think compared to the Ghana match, the friendly, and, and just, you know, obviously a friendly and a competitive match are going to be very different. But uh, I think it, it kind of raised more defensive questions because, I mean, Braguzan was on fire uh, and he stopped yeah. so many. A lot of people didn't like him after the Ghana match. I thought he, I always think he plays well. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really happy having him as our, our number one if we had to. Sure, and even I mean, look when he's not playing against uh, you know Argentina in the Copa America. I mean, he's, he's usually all right. Yeah, he doesn't look so bad. Not his fault. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I kind of uh, it would have been not, the three points would have been nice. But obviously, the, the next two games, uh, I think is what uh, Martinique, Martinique. That's and, a win. And Although they're leading the group. Yeah, that's right. Martinique, right now. And, top and, of the group and, and, and Nicaragua. So. I mean, they should move on fairly easily. I if don't. We can't beat these two countries. <laughs> we get like just clobbered by Could Martinique. <laughs> Martinique wins seven one. <laughs> Come on! I, uh, I again, I, I was talking about this. Uh, I think last week, but yeah, Dax. I just, I just keep feeling like Dax is gonna be the guy. I'm, I'm hoping the best for him. I'm, like he should be the guy that sort of carries the team. 
uh, just because I, I think he's going to be incredibly, incredibly important to to that midfield and sort of just linking those, obviously, the, you know, the, the defense and the, and the offense. Yeah, and I, I watching Kellen Rowe play really well, um, watching, um, you know, Dom Dwyer play really well, watching Kellen Acosta go through ups and downs, but for the most part playing really well. I think it's um it, it it sort of inspires you to know that our depth is growing. I don't think any of the guys I mentioned will be starters. Dom I think has a shot, but I doubt it. I think it's probably going to be Jordan Morris probably up front uh, during the World Cup. Uh, I, I, I'm very maybe much Bobby Wood. I'm very much uh, getting Dom Dom a spot in the World Cup. I mean, he, I, yeah. In those two games already, I'm like this. He's not relentless. starter though. I don't know not if he a, could be a starter. Not a starter. I don't think. But he, he definitely deserves to be on the squad. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that I'm taking away from this is how inspiring it is to see. All right, we're actually starting to build some depth. And if if Kellen Acosta had a better club around him or a better squad around him, if Rowe had a better squad around him, if Dom Dwyer had a slightly better squad around him, if Dom Dwyer had Pulisic and Nagby. Uh, we'd be getting much better service. He'd be, he might, yeah. have, he might be averaging two and a half per 90. Sure. You know, so, and that, those are the things that I'm watching and I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of competition in each position. And that's something that, uh, you know, Brooklyn Bruce is going to be able to be like, all right, fellas. Bruce kept it real after the match too. He was, what he say? He was just like, nah, son. No, we weren't good. That's like, not how just, <laughs> just to the point. I know I don't play that way. <laughs> that's not how I taught them. <laughs> so that was uh, uh, good to see. So, uh, yeah, I'm very much, you know, hashtag Dom for Russia. Uh, get him in there, man. We need to be careful with these hashtags. <laughs> I know. It's going to be like, it's going to show up on like the, the Sunday morning uh, news shows. It's like Dom, yeah. Dom Dwyer is a Russian informant. Yeah, for- Dom Dwyer met with Kislyak. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the, the next match is uh, today uh, against Martinique. Uh, and uh, and then uh, over the weekend it's uh, against Nicaragua. So hoping two matches we need to win. Yeah, that and, should win. We and, should win these matches. And that sh- yeah, very much should happen. So um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's uh, let's g- head over to our second segment because we have a great great conversation with Mark Fishkin, uh, who is uh, I mean just a, a, a Metro Stars OG. He OG. Is, oh, uh, MLS OG. MLS OG. He knows every- He's a Metro Stars day one. MLS day one. American <laughs> soccer. <laughs> Day one. Uh, so he, you know, he's he's also, uh, you know, he does a podcast called Seeing Red, uh, and he and he's starting to do some reporting. And now. yeah, he's yeah. A, and he's a beat reporter for the Red Bull. So I mean, just he just knows the team up and down. Literally has, uh, uh, you know, people in his phone. He's like, Yo, who you want to hit up? You want Sasha? Yeah. You want Jesse? I I I, I got the number. We were like, Why did Ali Curtis get fired? He's like, Hold on, <laughs> three way. We're going three way right now. <laughs> Jesse connected uh, in in the Red Bull universe. So we had a, a great great conversation. With him, if you are not a, uh, a, a, a NYCFC fan or a Red Bull fan, uh, you know some of it might feel a little personal. You know, yeah, I, I'm very direct between these two clubs. But uh, you know, the, the conversation we have is about growing American soccer, exactly. where it's come from. So. But it is, but it, it is not free of drama. That, no, that is for certain. And there's a lot of fun. And I think it's regardless of if you support uh, either of those teams or none of those teams, you will find this conversation interesting. Yeah, and especially if you follow a relatively new team uh, in the league, this is what might be coming next for <laughs> for everyone. So it's uh, worth it's you worth hear that uh, Atlanta and Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully that doesn't happen, but keep keep listening. Uh, we'll be right back after this. 
Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. You know what would help us out even more? Not just listening. Thank you so much for putting, you know, five-star reviews and telling all your friends about us. Uh, we're going to ask you to do one more thing, and that's to hit a button. That's not that hard. It's not a, it's not a big request. No, just go to YouTube.com slash Soccer Cooligans and hit that subscribe button. It would help us out tremendously. That's right. We're, uh, you know, in the world we live in of, uh, you know, followers and subscribers ugh. and ugh, entertainment industry. These numbers are important. <laughs> but look, we put a lot of work into our YouTube channel. Uh, we, you know, we, we're we editing these videos. We're not, we don't have a, a giant production team doing yeah, all this that's stuff. Right. We are the production we team. Are the, the guys you're hearing right now, you know those two idiots you hear right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, those are the guys editing all the stuff. We're working while you're not hearing <laughs> us. Uh, and it would really help us out if you just uh, shared, shared our content with other people, but also if you just hit subscribe. If you have not do that for us that would be absolutely awesome the more eyes we get on it the better we feel about ourselves exactly so make sure you go to youtube.com hit that subscribe button and we will love you forever yeah baby we're back oh, we're back I'm, I'm excited about this I'm i am ex- very excited yeah this is uh yeah because we haven't really spoken to any we haven't surprisingly we, we obviously we're nycfc fans but we haven't really spoken to uh any journalists from like nycfc or or Red, or, Bull. or Red Bull. Yeah, we've avoided this whole situation completely. <laughs> well, like we, good children of divorce. <laughs> just we've been it. we've been very like uh, uh, overly cautious about like appearing too biased, right? That we we're just like, oh well, we're not even going to talk to we, anybody. Yeah, we barely talk about either team. Well, at least we try not to. Yeah, because we are universal. Exactly. And we don't look. We don't shy away from the fact that we're NYCFC fans. Love it or hate it, we love the league first. Correct. And uh, you know, it's a single entity. And so is our hearts. Uh, but when we when we think about, uh, you know, Red Bulls, right? So we think about like, all right, let's talk to someone. You know, there's we could bring in fans that have very strong opinions, maybe about us or the team that we follow. Sure. Or we could bring someone in who I think will be will try to be as unbiased as we are, but also as honest. And when you think of that, there's only one person that comes to mind. And that's Mr. Fishkin himself. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only Mark Fishkin, everybody. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? Not bad at all. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show. If, if uh, Listeners, if you don't know, uh, Mark, Mark, you are the, the one of the hosts of, uh, uh, of Seeing Red New York, which is, uh, which is a New York Red Bulls podcast. Which is kind of like Menudo. If you don't know what that means, is that <laughs> every once in a while, a lot of the, the other guys leave, but the one that stays consistent <laughs> is Mark. Yeah, I, I've actually had co-hosts that used to listen to the show when they were in high school. Oh, geez. Graduated, graduated college, and then co-hosted with me on the show. That That's how long I've been doing it. Geez, so how long has it been? When did you start? So I started the show in 2010 when Red Bull Arena opened, or... Uh, minus five in NYCFC years, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you were you were at five uh, BN <laughs> before NYCFC. Yeah, I was. I'm actually an original '96 fan of of the Metro Stars and of the league, and uh, uh, did a lot of blogging and started to appear as soccer podcasts kind of started to germinate around 2009. I, I became. Uh, kind of a Red Bulls correspondent on Around the League, which no longer exists, which was a terrific show, and then started my own back in 2010. And we just celebrated our 300th episode, weekly episode, um, just a couple of weeks ago. So it was it was a big day for us. Congratulations. That's incredible, dude. Congrats. So you don't do it in the off season? Yeah, we, I mean, to do a weekly MLS show for, you know, 16 weeks of off, off season is, 
is a bit much. So we we kind of turn it down. We do like some hot stove additions, but usually we do uh, every week during the season. Oh, that's really cool. Now, so you've seen you've seen it go from New York, New Jersey Metro Stars to Metro Stars to uh, New York Red Bulls. What what do you feel about where the league is now um, and compared to where you saw it? And where do you feel that uh, your club is at now? Sure. Well, I mean, the league, you could not have predicted in 1996, 1997, 1998. I, I want to say 96 because there was so much attention around the league in its early days in in league cities. Yeah, I went a to a bunch of, of those games in 96. I remember that. That was so exciting. It was exciting and it was new and for soccer fans of a certain age or even your uh, age guys, um, you know, I lived through the big nothing. I, I'm old enough to att- have attended OG Cosmos games uh, back in Giant Stadium. And so then for 12 years, there was literally there was indoor soccer and then that died. And so it was a big deal. But when we got to 98, 99 and kind of the, the newness of the league, had started to wear a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of the OG teams kind of, you know, the shine kind of came off a little bit, but eventually more money, more teams. I would not have certainly predicted, you know, 22 clubs at this point. And yeah, what, what's happened in Atlanta is unbelievable this year. We can't stop Seattle. talking about it. It's ridiculous what's going on. Also for such a bad sports city generally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Atlanta is such a transient town um, oftentimes the fans there felt like they always rooted for the team from wherever they came from. It seems like this kind of new American soccer fan thing is really going there. And unlike here guys, uh, the, the local sports press actually treats the team like a major league team. And that is such a big deal in markets like Seattle and Salt Lake and Kansas city and Portland, where you have, um, you know, not a rah-rah media, certainly, but at least a respectful media. And I think one of the challenges that the Red Bulls, and I think to some extent NYCFC in year three is, um, you know, the media generally doesn't care. And they have too many other assignments. And local media is has eroded. And so uh, there, there are fewer uh, minutes on a sportscast. There are fewer inches on a newspaper. There's fewer spaces, fewer resources, a few people writing about soccer. And so that means that teams like mine and teams like yours oftentimes really struggle for media attention. And that makes a big difference. Yeah, you sort of notice like whenever there is any any media attention uh, on a sort of maybe New York TV show or a New York paper that you even even in this in the in the writing, you you sense the 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 either the, the writer or the presenter being like, we got to do this again. Yeah, like it's just there's like a, a sense of naivety when it comes to the sport. Yep. Yeah, and it feels yep. like they're just reading off of like, here's the talking points of how to talk about <laughs> our club. They fax it over and they're like, oh, okay. Well, just a quick example. And by fax, I mean email because <laughs> I'm 19 years old. Well, the the uh, one point was, uh, so Romelu Lukaku and Paul Pogba, obviously Manchester United are in LA. And there was a, a, a big, uh, when Lukaku, obviously, when they announced the signing, they, yep. were, they, they were apparently like no... No media was there to sort of either to watch Manchester United train and and, uh, the majority of them were British media. They were all saying, like, where is everyone? This is a insanely huge deal. Yeah, this is a massive (laughs) amount of money being spent. And, you know, 
unfortunately, and you know this, you've been a fan of MLS for a long time. Uh, we've been fans of the league, really getting into it in, in the last few years. Uh, it seems like the English version of the sport takes center stage, which is really frustrating. Yeah, well, uh, yes, but again, it's it's kind of understandable, and I think what what's I think that's starting to change. Um, I agree. You, know, you could you could argue that. Um, NBC Sports has done a phenomenal job in really carving out a sports television window where heretofore there wasn't, right? I mean, there were cartoons on Saturday morning when I was growing up. I mean, and I hate to continually date myself, but <laughs> I mean, they've they've really made, you know, seven to noon on on weekend mornings or for soccer now. Yeah, don't feel and, bad. Our fans want to hear what the 50s were like, you know? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get off of my lawn. All right. So, uh, <laughs> well, so you know, go, go for it, yeah. Yeah, and, and you saw, you know, when Fox won the Bundesliga a couple of years ago, they just kind of put the games on when NBC, before they started to show Premier League, they had the, these great download shows. They were like, how do you pick a team? Here's, I mean, it was, it was an hour. Here's every team and here's why you should support them. And here are people that support each team and really helped fans, at least that first year, get into, well, that, that kind of sounds like me. Sure, I'm a Stoke fan. Yeah, whatever. Fine. Right. With the Bundesliga, which for my money, and I, I know, uh, Alex, you're going in a slightly different direction even from this, is, you know, the Bundesliga is like, here are the games. Here's, um, you know, Ingolstadt and uh, Bayer Leverkusen. All right. Do I know these cities? Right. Do I know the history? Do can, I know who the fans can are? Can I Do pronounce I the, the title of the, you know, the, the on their jerseys? Like, right. Can I pronounce the, these club names? How many vowels did they buy? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so, you know, then you talk about, uh, you know, Liga MX, which is the most popular soccer league in the country. And you talk about Libertadores matches and you talk about, you know, cups here, there, the other. I mean, I think there's uh, the common language and frankly, the smart marketing and promotion by NBC has kind of led to a focus on... Ingerland as the thing that people should be paying attention to. That's true. And I, I know myself, I became a soccer fan uh, through Arsenal first. And then later on, the MLS came. And it was a little different, even though I grew up in Newark, New Jersey, it was a little difficult for me to connect with the Metro stars. Um, and then later on, as I've lived in the city for a long period of time, here came this new club. What was that like for you guys? Because reading it on Twitter, it seemed like there was a lot of um, bitterness, uh, a little bit of anger. But I think it was also like a little bit of fear of the transition that you guys had been going in at that time the uncertainty around maybe losing Thierry Henry and then, you know, would you guys be able to sort of patch that and, and, and move on. And then obviously before everyone knew Jesse Marsh, I mean, you know, you know, the, the town hall and all that, no one knew exactly what was coming, but uh, talk about that period of time when like, you know, the hashtag NY two starts popping up. Yeah, sure. So first of all, and we'll get back to this. I'm going to, you think about why you didn't connect with the Metro stars and I'll talk about, you know, the, the thought about you know, the transition. So I'll, I'll answer you in one word, the fans. Well, that's two words, fans. <laughs> the, the fans that were at the match? Yeah. And what was it about Metro I, Stars fans that turned you off? I just never in my life, never, other than the few, like there was two Portuguese kids that I knew that would go uh, from the Ironbound. Other than them, I never felt as though I was welcomed 
the Arsenal fans, I would go watch it at a pub. It felt like people were inviting me into their family. Um, the Metro Stars fans, and I moved around to different sections. I didn't sit a lot. The Even Red Bull Arena, when Thierry Henry came, I was at his first match when he played against um, Tottenham, and he scored against Tottenham. And I think Gareth Bale was on the team, and uh, Keane was still on, on Tottenham. I think it was called the New York Invitational, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, um, yes. Yeah, he came in in the second half. Huge. I wore my Arsenal scarf, which might have upset some of the Red Bull fans. But um, I stood. I was actually in Section 101 because it was just a cheaper ticket. I had no idea that that's where the supporters were. I just wanted to just see, you know, Terry Henry for the first time in my life. And yeah. uh, I felt as though no one... I would try to talk to people and no one really talked. No one talked with me. No one jived with me. It was just a very huh. odd. Same thing would happen when it was at Metro, at, at, Re, at uh, Giant Stadium. So I just assumed like, all right, maybe this is just the general tone. And I'll huh. just uh, I'll go on my way and follow it from, you know, bird's eye view. Hmm. But okay. I'm sorry, I interrupted what you were saying. No, no, I, I, that's interesting and fascinating to me. I'm curious um, if there are uh, converted NYCFC fans that felt the same way. Uh, but, there's a lot okay. of them, actually. Yeah, that just felt that this club wasn't for me and I never really felt comfortable there. Yeah, like not welcomed by the fans, I think, is a, is a big that's uh, that's something that I think we heard a lot in year one. Oh, all right. That's interesting. Are we talking about the supporters specifically or just general fans? It's probably the supporters. I, for me, it is. I don't want to put words in anyone else's mouth. That's but fine. For me, yeah. So you were in the supporter section in, in 101 and you were like, this isn't for me. Yeah. After one, I was like, that didn't feel like we were all watching a match together. It felt like I interrupted mm. someone else's barbecue, you know, <laughs> and I made myself well, at home. Don't get me wrong, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. And, and that's interesting. And, you know, here, here. Uh, not that I'm an apologist because I'm not, and everyone, we're all adults here. But you know, uh, perhaps the the away team gear maybe put someone's you know a feeling in someone's head like, huh? Yeah, I'm sure wearing an Arsenal scarf to Into a Red Bull. Ward, yeah, probably. I'm sure that that probably didn't help. But yeah. Um, okay. But all yeah, right. nonetheless, let's, let's get to your question. So. Okay, so uh, the Metro Stars are here, and they start in '96, and then Red Bull buys them in 2006. It, in news that comes out of, I mean, complete left field. Like were you happy at that moment? Were you excited or were you upset? No, no, I, I wasn't excited. I think I was just kind of like, oh, okay. But at the same time, it wasn't like the Metro Stars had really accomplished much up until that point, right? They had one Open Cup final, uh, which they lost at home in front of friends and family. <laughs> the the, the um, the st- well, it was. I mean, there were five thousand yeah. people there, and that's generous. Um, the, the the stadium was delayed and delayed and delayed, which had you know it took ten years to to from idea to to stadium. Yeah, at one point and, I think it was the aqueduct you guys were trying to build in, right? At one point, at one point, um, and then uh, you know, and we were owned by AEG at the time, and we were like AEG's ninth favorite team that they owned, right? Because they right. owned like half the league at one point, and so. You know, the, the the loss of identity was definitely concerning, and a lot of people said, "I'm out. Thank you. This is ridiculous." And of course, you know, we were, were reaching across to uh, fans in Austria about what they did with their team, and you know, they they I mean, completely obliterated the history of the club. And so, you know, Lawless was the was the GM at the time, and he had a video with him drinking a Red Bull, and everyone was like, "Oh my God! Like, what what is going to happen here?" <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, he's he's out the door like eight weeks later. And, you know, at least it the notion was at least someone bought at least someone wanted the club. 
At least someone wanted them. At least you were adopted, right. you know, like yeah. by someone. Right. They may be right. criminals, someone, but and, someone yeah. wants me. <laughs> <laughs> like so, that's right. Someone finally wants me. So yeah. then, then, and then they start really working on the stadium, and I think people really got excited about that. Um, 2008, they go to the Cup final. And that's what Josie, come, right? Josie was on the team. You no, know, uh, in 08 or Josie left the year before, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it was John Wallenek gets the goal, the Staten Island Ronaldinho, and then everyone goes crazy. And then, you know, 37 seconds later, Columbus scores again. And we're like, oh, right, we're going to lose today. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, that was a terrific Columbus team. They lost it. I mean, that was, we were, at, we had nobody, we want, we went through the Western Conference playoffs. We beat Houston in Houston and then we beat RSL where they hit the post like four times Salt Lake did. We won at Salt Lake to make it to the game. And, you know, there are like 2,000 scruffy Metro Red Bull fans there. And we got like 37 seconds of glory of singing, uh, of, you know, happiness. And then it was like, <laughs> all right, fine. So um, seems like you're over it. <laughs> it we have this unbelievable palace, which is unparalleled. I've been to, I think, 15 or 16 MLS stadiums at this point. I mean, it, it is so choice, as uh, you know, Ferris once said. It is just phenomenal. And we, so we were just there for the the Costa Rica uh, yes, against Honduras. Honduras, and that was unreal. Just yeah. the, the yeah. atmosphere was incredible. The first match was uh, Canada versus uh, French, French Guyana. French Guyana. So there was no one there. Uh, so <laughs> right. we snuck down to the padded seats. I'm like, oh, this is a beautiful view. I mean, the one thing about Rebel Arena is that there really is no bad seat in the house. Especially if you break them, then there's no seats in the house. <laughs> well, that's why we keep taking them. They're such yeah. good seats. You're going to build your stadium one seat <laughs> at, at a time. time. Okay. And it's, we're still going to have to wait five years after that because of the permits. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, anyway, so then, you know, we enter this crazy town period where they hire Petke. He's a total folk hero. Basically, the guy they really wanted didn't come from Portugal. They hire Petke. Zoom 2013, we win the Shield. It's our first ever major trophy. It's right. phenomenal. It's, it's an unbelievable season. We've got Henri, and we've got Cahill, and we, Rafa came and left. Fine, thanks for bringing all the Mexican fans. Good job, Rafa. Eh, not so much. And so, uh, you know, they gack in the playoffs again. They gack in the playoffs in 2014. And then, you know, everyone basically walked into a brick wall when Petke was fired. Someday when the story is written about why Petke was fired, it will be very interesting for a lot of people. And I'm, I'm not going to divulge all the inside information that I've heard of here, but it will be fascinating um, when the story of why Petke was fired. Anyway, so here's Jesse Marsh. I can't wait for the Lifetime movie. Yeah, the 30 That's for right. 30. <laughs> That's right. Can you well, give us one MLS, little tiny it'll tidbit? Like a, it'll be like a 12 for 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll run in a commercial break between another 30 for 30. <laughs> On YouTube. <laughs> That's right. Can That's you give right. us a tiny tidbit? We, I assumed yeah. it was his tactical um, lack of tactical uh, like know-how. Yeah, acumen. I'll, I would direct your listeners to the Seeing Red archives where we had Dax McCarty on soon after. Um, after he was fired and the comments that Dax made about how he felt about the new coach, I think illustrated very well what happened. So, okay. all right. All right. Um, we don't mind you plugging. <laughs> yeah. So back again with, uh, with NY two. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of Red Bull fans felt hard done. I think they felt that because Red Bull markets differently, 
I'm I'm doing air quotes. I hope you can hear them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I felt them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, without a page in the paper, you know, there's a billboard in Times Square, and it's like Henri's back, and it nothing says Red Bull. New, you know, New York Red Bulls. Go here for tickets. It's like an image of Red Bulls back in the roof of the arena, and and Red Bull fans were like, "What are you doing? What like that? That's not going to get butts and seats." And also. You know, one fiftieth of the people walking through Times Square know who that is, and it's his back. Like what? <laughs> you know, and and so they they market very quietly. They market very differently. Did anyone look on the other side of the billboard? Maybe it was the front. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I should have used a mirror. <laughs> that's all it took, guys. Yeah, maybe it was uh, just Henri taking a selfie or something. Yeah. That, that must have been it. That must have been it. So, so you guys felt a little hard done and, and there was a sense of bitterness though, but now we're three years in, you guys have completely controlled the Derby, right? Uh, um, up until recently. You're, and it's your last performance, but yeah. Right. And you know, some people are saying that it's a paradigm shift. You know, you would hope just for the sense of the rivalry, it really shouldn't be 41 to two, <laughs> but, um, and that's not a scoreline. Um, <laughs> But so where we are now, a little bit of like, you know, fan, uh, you know, issues back and forth. But it seems for the most part, like we everyone has sort of settled. Right. Like we know who the NYCFC fans are. We know there's not a lot of switching back and forth. It's kind of like, all right, we're going to build over here. You guys build over there. I, I, I think that's evident. I mean, I, I think if there are other fans that are, you know, still, um, you know, that are still undecided about which way they want to go. That would surprise me uh, among MLS fans in New York city. Um, you know, and then there are those fans like, Oh, I like the Yankees and the Mets. Like what? Come on. What's wrong with you? Yeah, right. You can't do that. Like, yay. Soccer. <laughs> yeah. So you like Manchester city United. <laughs> right. <laughs> Question FC. mark. Yeah. FC. Yeah. <laughs> How many United FCs can we have in MLS boys? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I think DC under should over add six at this point. I think we're going, I mean, they're going for like a, a record of some yeah. sort. Uh, but one thing I was uh, uh, curious about is uh, sort of th this uh, dynamic. So, uh, you know, we've never met, we've never spoken, but I, yeah. when I started, uh, uh, focusing on MLS, especially on online and on Twitter, uh, I, I, I felt like immediately you, you were one of the, I wouldn't even say most vocal people, but just like, uh, you stood out to me, uh, yeah. uh, you know, what are the louder voices? Yeah. And also, uh, someone who didn't, uh, was, um, you know, had, uh, interesting points and, and also, uh, wasn't, um, uh, t didn't take himself too seriously. Like that, that's what, what I do like about, well, whenever I read uh, any of your work or any tweets or anything is like, this dude seems pretty chill, you know? And, and when I started going to NYCFC games, the whole, uh, uh, you, you know, this, uh, persona that was, was suddenly created of Red Bull fans as these monsters that were out to destroy this right. young <laughs> little <Your> children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just insane to me that, 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 and that's like a real thing. And I know it's probably on both sides, but you seem like the more reasonable, uh, of, of the bunch, you know, on both sides, which we try to project the same, hopefully that scene. Yeah. Well, yes, for sure, guys. And listen, if it's not f like if we can't laugh at it, like if it's not fun, um, then what's the point? And, and um, you know, I, I, I think that there's good natured ribbing that has to come from this. I think if it gets too hard, like a bunch of, uh, you know, 12 guys walking into a supporters bar in Newark looking for a fight and getting one, 
I think that gets away from what this is all about. Right? Hashtag yes, all sandwich boards. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> ow, my sandwich board. So, I, I think, um, you know, I, I have a number of good friends that are blue fans. Uh, a couple of guys that have moved over, uh, you know, brown bag social club guys that are over there. And, you know, no one's itching for a fight. Like if we want this, if we want this to, to grow, then we have to have both stadiums full all the time. And those games have to be the most interesting, uh, loud, phenomenal games of the season that people really care about. I, I agree. It, wholeheartedly. Especially what I honestly believe that the, that this, the, the, the New York Derby is going to be the catalyst for uh, sure for, for the rest of the league. I, I think it's very important that these two teams are, you know, put out a strong product that that's sort of why, uh, the, the sort of, you know, the, the lack of attendance of some of, of the games at Red Bull arena is more concerning. It's almost like you, you know, if we're thinking of each of each other as adversaries, you yeah. want your adversary at, strong. At, at their strongest, at their yeah. peak. So that when you both go head to head, when you beat them, it feels good. Exactly. Right. Now that's what's right. it? And, and, and let's get, you know, we're, the world is changing. We're not necessarily all hooked to our TV as much, the newer fans, the ones that we have to pull in are the 12 to 24 year olds. They could care less about local news. It almost doesn't even exist anymore right. in their minds. Right. So if that's the case, what's it got to take? What has to happen in order for Red Bull to grow? Is it, you know, maybe uh, connecting with the New Jersey identity a bit more and making yeah. that a part of it? What does it have to do? What what do you think has to happen? Well, if if only I had ever considered this, I might have. No. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I know that there's tons of philosophy in your mind right now based on yeah. this. So first of all, um, before we talk about what, what do the Red Bulls have to do to fill their arena? Um, you know, I think we, you also have to temper that with the notion that NYCFC attendance has dropped every year that, that the team has been around. And yes, some of that is anticipated, Right. And some of that has to happen because there are casuals in year one that are like, yay, soccer. And then they're like, eh, no, no, no. OK, I'm done with my soccer. Right. And people right. move on. But, you know, you guys went from twenty nine K in year one to twenty two K in year three. And that's not so good. That that that's that's not so good. Totally understood. That, that said, um, you know, listen, uh, the the team has to stop punching its fan base in the face every 18 to 24 months, right? They fired Pecky, bang. People are like, I'm out. They trade Dax McCarty, bang. People are like, I'm out. And so when you look at the lower deck on the logo side of Red Bull Arena, which is the one, of course, that is most visible during television matches, just about all of those tickets are sold. And the no-show rate that the Red Bulls have is challenging, especially when you uh, look at what the Yankees do in those seats behind home plate or the Mets, I guess would be, be a little bit more apt and, and um, you know, stuff behind home plate. Expensive tickets usually have a very high no-show rate. Um, you know, the, the challenge, the challenges inherent in filling Red Bull Arena, we tweaked. There's a Twitter image that I actually pulled from um, a, a post that I had done on, on the Red Bulls Facebook page where, you know, there is Sturm and Drang uh, you know, almost weekly about, oh my God, and nobody's coming and what do I have to do? And it's an A to Z list 
of why Red Bull Arena isn't full. And it's everything from the stadium is in the wrong place to, uh, you know, my hamburger took too long to, um, you know, I really would rather watch Arsenal play. Thank you to, uh, you know, there's no pro rel in MLS to, you know, there are a lot of reasons why I, I pulled it up. The stadium isn't downtown. The club has foreign owners. The club is named for an energy drink. Many New Yorkers would rather self-immolate than travel to Harrison. The stadium location <laughs> is challenging for a hundred reasons. The media doesn't care to clever the club. The club has no marketable global superstars. The club is having a tough start. The club traded its captain. The club's marketing budget uh, challenges them to be visible in the market. The concession lines are too long. The path doesn't send uh, doesn't send enough to trains pre and post match. Um, the club signs too many homegrown players. The club has too many injured players. There are too many other pro sports in the market. Euro snobs without P- promotion or relegation. MLS sucks. MLS <laughs> wow. is just the EPL or the Bundesliga, the Serie A or La Liga. The club hasn't won MLS Cup yet. I don't <laughs> all the free stuff the club gives me. I want different free stuff. No, that no one wrote that. <laughs> That's why. No one and wrote so, that. Apple fans have been incredibly spoiled with the amount of regular season success they have had in the Red Bull Arena era. No, they haven't figured out how to get back to MLS Cup. But by and large, the team usually wins at the arena. In fact, going into a couple of weeks ago, they had the best home field advantage in MLS since 2012, which means that fans usually see a win by far. And so any deviation from that, plus you traded the captain, plus you traded the best coach ever two years ago, and people are like, eh, I don't know. I bought the tickets, but I'm not going. I think I realized the problem. The Red Bulls are too good. They're too good. That's what, That's really what turned that's, fans away. You got to have the beat wife syndrome, right? You treat them like shit a little bit. What did that guy call it? That guy who, like, you got to nag him. That's what he said. You got you to shit on the fans a little bit. Um, make them want you a little bit. Yeah, I know, know, buddy. Play hard to get, will you? This is uh, surreal to me uh, just because watching Red Bull games, this team is very, very good. They, uh, yeah, they've been better. They've been, I They've mean, been they, better. This is an off year for the team. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. But they perform well at home. They're not passing the eye tests. Right. Sasha is having a very challenging season. He's trying to do too much. She doesn't do enough. He's passing too much to Bradley. He doesn't pass enough to Bradley. Which Bradley. which he deserves because he was kind of a jerk to us at, at MLS <laughs> Cup. So Alexis will not forget this. I will never forget this. So, so Sasha, You know why? I liked him when he was with the men's national team and it had that big old, that big like beaver kind of bushier haircut, that Oasis haircut of his. <laughs> And uh, I love the guy. And well, and when I got when I finally got a chance to meet him, you know, do not sit too close to the magic show, my friends, because you'll see a dead bunny getting shoved into a coat. And that's kind of how it felt. Well, look, Alexis won't let go of this, but Juan Agudelo was amazing. <laughs> but uh, former Red Bull Juan Agudelo, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but youth product. Sasha Kleshin was at the MLS Cup at one of the you know MLS mixers, and uh, yeah. and clearly. He did not want to be there because he was not playing in the MLS Cup, and that was very yep. evident. And you, that's that's sort of how I approach every player. I'm like, oh, they, yeah, they're probably given some money to to hang out in Toronto sure. and do do you know do, do, you know shake hands, kiss babies, the whole thing. Right. Uh, but Sasha Kleshin made it very clear that and he was there to kiss hands and shake babies. <laughs> <laughs> he did not want to be. <laughs> well, listen, uh, I mean. 
I, you know, he's not a guy that, that toes the company line and smiles and nods. And no, he's a, know, he's a competitor. That, that That's how I felt. Which I respect. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that I heard that in four or five interviews that he did where he basically was like, I'd rather not be here. The only reason to be here is if I'm playing in the game. And yeah. the fact that they've come up short in, in the most frustrating ways, um, you know, in two straight playoff seasons with Sasha here illustrates how, how frustrated Red Bull fans are. I mean, in the Columbus Eastern finals in 2014, um, I know that's minus one for you. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Oh, I'm sorry. 2015. No, that was year one for you. That's year one. Um, yeah. You know, they took 12 seconds off in the 180 minutes and that was it. And that was enough for Columbus to score two goals, one off the Opening uh, kickoff, they went right down and scored. And then we got to watch that as part of the Audi ad for like the next 12 <laughs> <Yeah>. months. <laughs> Justin Merrill! <Yeah. laughs> and, and then, uh, you know, the, the, Matt Miazga didn't close down Kamara on the other end. And it was like, ah, you know, like we won. We pl- played incredibly well. And, uh, you know, I remember Marsh coming off both against Columbus and then Montreal last year. And he was like, we played incredibly well, and the statistics would indicate that we would have won both of these series, but they didn't. And that, and that's what makes, I think, a part of Red Bull fan psyche as well, is that as well as they can play, and you guys said it, they play very well, right? But in seven, here's a, here's a fun fact, in 22 seasons, the Red Bulls have played in 18 two-legged series, whether it's MLS playoffs or CONCACAF Champions League or whatever, their record is three and fifteen. Ouch, boy! And which one's so, the wins? <laughs> Sorry, what? I go. Which one's the wins? I'm only kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, this year they've said, "Screw the regular season. We're going to try and get hot late, sneak in, and why not us?" Because every year it seems to be. Someone else. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's the team that takes no shots on goal in uh, the MLS Cup final that wins the cup. <laughs> Does it in penalties? Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, let's go out there and not hit the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems like you know what everything else seems to not be working. <laughs> let's uh, go out there and barely give it our best. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the team itself, got rid of Dax. You know, Veron. The fact that he's a designated player surprises me every time it's mentioned um, because you just don't see or hear his name or even see him on the stat sheet all that often. You got yeah. Sasha trying to do too much. What's his name? Gil Branson came and went. What's yeah. going on? I know you guys are having trouble scoring. Is there is it a one piece issue? Is it a multiple piece issue? Well, listen, a, a common argument has been. You, you got rid of Dax because you needed to play your young players that you've invested in Tyler Adams and Sean Davis, right? Who are homegrown guys. Sean isn't that young anymore. He's 24, but Adams is going to be something special, right? And so Dax's value was never going to be higher than it was just now. They pulled the trigger on the trade. They pissed everyone off. And now that the window's open, we finally get to see the other half of what that is. Right. Because now we get to them to spend money on somebody. And if they come up short and if they don't, bring, it doesn't have to be Lukaku. It doesn't have to be Zlatan, but it, it has to be someone that can contribute right away. Like when Drogba entered the league with Montreal and lit it on fire or like um, Nikolic is doing right now in Chicago. Like here I am. Bang. Right. That's what they need. And so. What happened was Dax left and the other guy, the young kids aren't as strong yet. And so Sasha had to move further back to help collect the ball and run 
the middle of the field. And so Bradley gets isolated or they can't find him. And in addition, the attacking wings, they really miss a healthy Mike Grella who contributed big time over the last two seasons. And he's, he's out for the year with a knee injury um, with knee surgery. And then on the other side, you know, you've got Muil who the lower pride of the lower East side, who, you know, he, he has two goals in, this year, but it, you know, his contributions aren't what they, what they need from him. So, you know, Brad, there are a lot of people to be very happy with nine goals on the season at the midpoint, but for Bradley Wright Phillips fans are like, he's having a tough year. Right. So, so um, this is there, what there are this a lot was of challenges scoring that they Ali Curtis's fault. Then is that why he got fired? No, no. So Ali Curtis uh, lost the palace coup. I mean, he got, uh, you know, he got the golden crown from, uh, you know, uh, Cal Drogo because you had Jesse apparently wanted to, uh, Ali apparently wanted to trade Felipe, if you believe reports. Oh, and Jesse said, no, we're going to trade Dax. And Ali said, whose job is it anyway? And Jesse said, it's mine, apparently, right, Salzburg? And they went, yeah, yeah, it's Jesse. <laughs> and so Ali left. Wow. That's yep. Cr- yeah. Why is there so much drama with this club? <laughs> and granted, you know, NYCFC, for all the things they are, they're highly insulated. So you never really know what's going on in there. But you assume the ship is is like very professional just because of the way the Yankees and and, and Manchester City run things. Uh, it's very corporate. You know, Red Bull, it seems like a real housewives of uh, Harris in New Jersey out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they, they continue to make baffling moves and questionable things that you can't measure until the end of the season. And then everyone knows whether the, the it was successful or not. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, Jesse just became the club's all time leading win- coaching win leader. And he's been here for two and a half years. Now they were two very, very good two and a half years, but they, they, I mean, the first dozen years of the franchise, I think they had 11 coaches. So, damn. We've gone, Baca was here for three years, Petke was here for two, and now Jesse's here for three. Who knows where Jesse's going to be in, in 2018, but... He's yeah, going to be in I, Europe, because he, does, he keeps going there to get his UEFA license. Yeah, that's right. He misses, <laughs> he misses the week of the Derby to go get his license. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wow, cold. That's a cold yep. <laughs> well, well Mark, I mean, it... That sounds know, like someone who has to interview him in the future <laughs> and wants no audio clips. I mean, wh- wh- there's really not much to say about it. He says, I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to uh, learn as much as I can to improve my career. It's just unheard of, uh, <laughs> frankly, that someone would do that. And so everybody, it's a lot of like, hmm... Okay. You right. you have you have this strange sense of like comfort and discomfort. <laughs> Mark, I mean Jesse it's just, very appealing Jesse, to just listen you know, to. is there like uni- University of Phoenix online you can do yeah. like UEFA doesn't have a uh, an online course? <laughs> A Southern yeah. New Hampshire University uh, <laughs> license. Their uh, soccer program is is understandably lacking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Heath is going. Maybe we can go talk to Heath to set uh, that up. But if only Heath was getting his coaching card that way. I think he's. I don't even know what he's. Uh, <laughs> he's getting his online content uh, that way. His, uh, degrees oh, that way. Boy. Well, um, uh, well, Mark. I mean, we we could literally talk to you for hours because I mean, you're just a wealth of information. Uh, but one thing we did want to uh, just even put out there and and possibly help sort out is uh obviously 
you know, I, you you know, a lot of people were upset about the Dax trade. We were also uh, upset about the Dax trade for different reasons. I don't know if you've heard the show and heard us talk about this. Does the word fruit bowl mean anything to you? Does the word what fruit bowl? Fruit bowl. Uh, no, why don't you lay it on? All okay, right. so uh, this is a one hundred percent true story. <laughs> so right before uh, uh, you know Dax got uh, traded, he got married, right? Just a, yes. co- a couple of days prior, and it was, a, it was obviously big news. Uh, and his wife had posted something on Instagram, scathing, scathing, sort of the Red Bull organization. There's and a photo of the Red Bull, uh, the fridge, the fridge on the side of the street. Yep. Okay, yeah. so you're aware <laughs> so, of this. So we saw that. I, I know Dax's wife personally through business, actually. Okay, so oh, okay. So uh, after she posted that, we were looking up the story online while we were recording the podcast. We couldn't remember her name, so we just looked up Dax McCarty and wife. <laughs> and then we uh, we see on, on Google uh, their wedding registry. And we, it, was, it was on there. It was public. So we decided to get something. For Dax. The single cheapest thing was a fruit bowl. <laughs> was a fruit bowl. And this was live on the air. <laughs> was this live on the air? So we got them a fruit bowl, and it was a nice gesture. We wrote a nice message. And by them. the way, oh before you goodness. continue, the fruit bowl was $7.99. The shipping was $13.99. <laughs> okay? So, Do you have any idea of the anger I have? Because you have to input all your information, and then they tell you all that? My credit card's oh, already in there. I'm not going to say no. I bought this right. guy. A twenty-something-dollar fruit bowl. We bought it. it Should have been eight. We bought it for the family, right? For the McCarty family. And I've been married eleven years, so I wrote like a very nice note. It was beautiful, you know. And the issue we're having is that we have not heard any response. We have not gotten a thank you. Just a thank you, saying just acknowledgement that the fruit bowl was received. And might I add, that's from Mister and Mrs. McCarty. (laughs) That's not from just one. They've got a year in theory because you've got a year to get a gift after the wedding. That's what Miss Manor says. And so they have, you know, maybe they're a little behind. Remember, they had to move right. At, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's also I, been about I, I six, that's six seven months. Story. That's a That's it's it probably is overdue. That's a great that's a great story. Okay. So where are you going to MLS All-Star? Uh, no, I am not going to be at MLS All-Star, sadly. I will, we will be there. And we realize that that is going to be in the city in which Dax McCarty lives. Oh, so we're oh. trying our best to... We want to put closure because our fans have been with- tweeting at him. <laughs> oh, no. And they've been messaging him relentlessly and posting it on his Instagram about this damn fruit bowl. And oh. I got to be honest, we're hurt. Okay. Yeah. And we know he's busy right now. He's at the Gold Cup. He's doing he's doing big things, right? Yeah, and we don't know what we don't know what Miss McCarty's doing. <laughs> One of the things she's not doing is sending a thank you note. We know that for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically all we we I mean maybe we'll do this off air. We're going to try to uh, get some resolution to this and see if you can help us in any way. Get reach out to the McCarty family, just so we can get, uh, just at least some acknowledgement that, that, that the fruit bowl was received. Right. Maybe in Chicago, we could see our long lost son, that fruit bowl and <laughs> see if he remembers uh, us. I will, uh, reach out this, this very day to Ms. McCarty and, uh, see what the story is. And I will, I will report back through, uh, coded channels as to, uh, to what might, what might happen there. Mark, you are a saint. Thank you so much. Our hearts are beginning to feel warm. (laughs) uh, I'm finally mending. (laughs) Are you saying they're, they're, they're becoming more red? Uh, No, uh, because before the oxygen hits, the blood is blue. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> One of the things that I want to thank you for is taking the time to come on our podcast because I'm sure your fans don't want you on this podcast <laughs> because they remember us from when we started and all we did was talk about NYCFC. But um, it means a lot to us. And uh, for everyone who doesn't know, um, if you want if you want any information now, uh, Mark mentioned how it's almost impossible to get any Red Bull stuff, uh, you know, or, or knowledge or any breakdowns in the local media that's not true because all you have to do is go on your phone and put in seeing red and you'll get all that other than that mark is there anywhere where people can find you sure they they can uh seeing red ny on the twitters and um not i'm certainly not expecting your fan base to subscribe but i'm covering the team actually every day this season as a beat reporter it's seeing red daily which is on patreon if you go to seeing red ny on twitter um you can find the link there so can i can i can i leave with one brief um brief message to blue fans that might be listening please do yeah okay as you just guys screaming (laughs) no no no. (laughs) guys (laughs) Guys, it's year three you guys are certainly making a name for yourself but i have to tell you you guys are getting a little bit of a rep and i talk frequently with other opposite numbers uh, that I have built through 22 years of fandom in other cities. And you guys need to just learn to behave. And I know a few bad apples will ruin the time for everyone. But when you guys are on the road, you've got to police yourself. And I'm not saying that as a hit or a dig or anything. It's just a fact right now. Like everyone in MLS wants to see MLS grow and they want to see a way support being treated well and treating the their their visiting venue well. So please police yourself, play nice, and um, you know I, I can't say I exactly wish you luck, but but I'll just say um, you know you guys have been fervent and that's terrific. Um, but I, everyone's got to grow up a little bit in terms of what it really means to be a supporter in this league. That's what I'll say. All right. All right. Well, the those are <laughs> <laughs> That's a very a fair message. And, and honestly, we feel the exact same way. We, we spoke uh, maybe two or three episodes ago, uh, especially I think after the Derby or some seats being taken and all this stuff. And, and we we tried our best to reprimand those same exact people. The weird thing is that, you know, we're we're in the supporters section and all it's just very strange to me that. All the people we're around are the kindest, warmest people, and yep. they, and they they're supporters and they're big fans. And the the people and we see the same stories, and we're always just like, "Yo, who's this dude? Who's this person? Yeah. What, yeah. What's going on?" It's it's but you, I mean it's pointless to say, but I'm sure you know. Same thing with like you know some of those GSU guys who started some fights over on on you know at NYCFC matches. It's not you know it sucks that a few spoiled apples will ruin the bunch, but. Yeah, I don't think it's it's a it's sort of a um it's a I don't know it's not a microcosm of what the rest of the uh, fans are like. Unfortunately, yeah. it's though sometimes yeah. the loudest um, only get heard. I think we I, I think or just a real quick I think uh, you know the red fans and the blue fans should come together uh, and direct that hatred towards Orlando City because they, they we're getting they're also kind of some crazy fans grabbing their crotches on camera. Constantly throwing the bird, throwing things on the field. Uh, it's getting a little ridiculous with them as well. Right. We'll, we'll let you uh, manage with the Orlando fans. <laughs> you have DC to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, man. 
Guys, thank you so much for asking me to come on. I really had a great time. Thanks. You're the best, man. Thank you so much, Mark. Take care. All right, fans. We'll be right back after this. Hey, guys. Christian here and Alexis. Oh, yeah. Uh, letting you know about the T-shirts. Finally, we're announcing them. The T-shirts. We've got merch, baby. Merch. Uh, Cooligans T-shirts are available now at onthevolleyapparel.com. Uh, pick up a shirt. You know, you it's got, dope for for yourself, for your lady, for your mistress. Obviously, your mistress really likes to look good. Yeah, I mean, she obviously she wants to look good, and I, or he wants to look good. Whatever you're your into, mis- your mister, your mister is. Uh, and you know what else? It's really cool, and we've done it with On the Volley Apparel. Uh, they've they've uh, been a big sponsor of ours for a long time, and they've actually offered to be our partner in selling merch. So they actually helped us get off the ground a little earlier. Check it out. Go there. Use the uh, the code Cooligans. You'll get yourself a nice discount, and you can buy something else. You don't even just have to buy Cooligans gear. You could buy something else from On the Volley Apparel. Uh, but they're really awesome for working with us, and we really love it. Uh, check it out. We're really excited. This is the first time that we have merch. Uh, please go and buy it. Pick one up today. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, there he is. <laughs> I promise you, he's here. He's paying attention. He loves this. You know what? I just, uh, I'm, you, every time you. Imagine you're like, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> every time you start the, the, any segment, you always say, yeah, baby. Yeah. I'm like, just mix it up, Alexis. Just come on. Is that what you could have said that off <laughs> microphone, goddammit? I'm like, I'm just tired of hearing it, man. Wow. Well, <laughs> we're nearing the end of the Cooligans, guys. <laughs> we're starting to annoy each other in a way. You know, it's like any marriage, you know. <laughs> it goes through its ups and downs. Boy, where are we down right now? Uh, so, Just a joke. We're going to be here forever, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, thanks to Mark. Man. Thank you, great. Mark, for, uh, for doing that. I, I honestly, I wanted to talk to him for... Hours. Yeah. There's so much information and, and it was an uh, amicable and fun conversation. There was nothing about it that was, you know, there was no tension and it wasn't like, you know, weird. It was fun. He just brought a lot of information and, and hopefully, you know, people on both sides understand each other a little more. Yeah, that I, rivalry. I would hope I would hope so. Yeah. So th- th- and that was cool. And th- and that is a, um, you know, it's it, um I think people should use the NYCFC and Red Bull uh, sort of issue as a just something to like a litmus test, not even a litmus test, but just to be like, all right, we don't have to be exactly like that. You can dislike another team. Nobody's saying you can't dislike another team. Go ahead. That make that's all about it. Yeah, that's part of the game. L.A. and San Jose. That's fine. That's what they do all the time. Uh but the the point of it it, it shouldn't it, it shouldn't get into damaging property and and uh, antagonizing people and, and and possibly getting into fights about nothing because none of this matters. Right. One side shouldn't be ripping chairs out. The other side shouldn't be chasing down families to beat them up. So uh, <laughs> yeah. everyone's got skeletons in their closet and let's clear those. Let's empty out those. Yeah. Closets. The way we process all this stuff is like, just make fun of the other team. Yeah, that's Jokes. Out. Right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Just like, Roast them a little. That's it. You know how much more effective that is and oh, how much Jesus. more fun it is. Oh, and how much more chilling it is. <laughs> so uh, give that a shot, guys. Put, put the, you know, put the baton down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just... All we are saying <laughs> is give cool again a five star rating. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you again, Mark. And uh, we should talk about. Let, you know what? We should talk about the the, the recent Red Bull game against um, uh, the New England Revolution, right? Uh, because that match was insane, up and down, uh, up and down, left and right. 
<laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start. Yeah. <laughs> that's got a lot of extra <laughs> contra lives. <laughs> that was the match. Yeah. That was the Konami code, right? <laughs> hey, that was the Konami code. That's right. uh, yeah. And also the, a great uh, analysis of uh, a soccer match. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. That actually worked on the Ninja Turtles Game Boy game. Whoa. Okay. I was like, oh my God, it's every Konami game. I feel like half the audience is like, what's a Game Boy? What's a Game Boy? <laughs> oh, man. Something that uh, I, got, I got a Game Gear stolen from me, and I pledge Vendetta on that girl <laughs> you're still hunting for her Dude, and her if family I, if i remembered her name oh. <laughs> you would out her and tell all the cool against fans to go find her you and have no idea bother her on the internet <laughs> you have no idea yeah game i didn't uh, even though game gear was in color and it was like a big deal i didn't really i, I the game boy had better game nintendo always had better games yeah 100 i don't even remember i think i had one game for the game gear i got sold like a day after i got it it really upset me but I mean, um, you didn't miss out on much you didn't worry you weren't even emotionally connected that to one it. game was dope you threw bananas at somebody you were like a guy it was like a cheap super mario brothers was it uh i mean that sounds like a, a a soccer game in russia no it sounds like it's actually it was after <laughs> chelsea fans <laughs> <laughs> it was the old Jason Terry game. <laughs> Just very quickly, uh, maybe uh, fans of the show, you can let us know if I should post this or not because I've been dealing with this for like about two weeks. Uh, so on uh, somebody, uh, there's a comedian. His name is Gordon Baker Bone, right? Uh, and he's he's a very funny comedian. He's from uh, he's from Newark, also. Also from Newark, good friend of mine, a hilarious dude, out of his mind. <laughs> but he he curates his Facebook. He curates in a way that I don't think anyone else does. <laughs> he, so Gordon Baker Bone on Facebook exclusively. Exclu- he is known. This is what he's known for. He always looks for and and also people send these to him because he's right. the, he's the guy. He doesn't post anything else besides uh, any uh, teacher. Uh, student relationships and right. any sexual. If a female teacher is sleeping with their male students, yes, I will ninety percent of it hear from <laughs> from Gordon Biggerbone. Gordon Biggerbone and it's uh, all, Facebook and all and it's always. I mean, it's out. It's it's awful, but let's not be. I mean, there is a double standard, right? Because if it was Clearly. a male teacher and a female student, you know, we wouldn't be like if just you saw giggling a guy's about face, it. we'd be like, oh, look at the face of that monster. Exactly. Whenever it's a woman, we're like. Yeah, that guy, that that student got a pretty hot one. It's for some reason that's the general. It's a double. It's just it's a real double standard, yeah. and it doesn't make any sense. It's not because of the cooligans. We're simply commenting. <laughs> this is just the way society reacts yeah. to these things, yeah. you know. And we're members of society, and and it's not suggesting that young boys cannot be damaged by uh, an adult woman taking advantage of them. That that's incredibly certainly possible. But we're also not saying that some boys don't want to be damaged by some adult women. <laughs> but well, 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 the reality is, the sympathy is not really. It's not equivalent, right? When it comes to when it happens to a young Why female, are we quantifying student. because it, it, this is going to be a thing, right? It's, it's going to be a thing. We're <laughs> not saying that it's okay. We're, <laughs> We're certainly not saying, not saying it's okay. But what, what Gordon Baker Bone does is it's just always funny. It's, it's just funny all, because it it happens so much more than you hear about. Yeah, and and if you're friends with him, uh, even on Twitter, his days on Twitter, his, it's Baker Bone, and this is all he posts about. I mean, not all he posts about, but it's it's. Again. I would say 99% of <laughs> what he posts about is, and he'll just, another one. Another just, one. Just the DJ, DJ Khaled. Khaled yeah. Another one. Another one. <laughs> over and over. And when when you see it from his feed, you're like, my God, this is a, this is a, just an a, epidemic. This is, epidemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is every day. This is a new one. <laughs> you start wondering, did this happen when I was in school and I didn't hear about it? You know, was it swept under the rug? Exactly. So, but uh, uh, Gordon Baker Bone, he had posted one of a, a, a New Jersey uh, from Elizabeth, New Jersey. She was a, a teacher that uh, slept with one of her students. Speaking and- of Elizabeth, New Jersey, I'm, 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 I'm so her. 
<laughs> rough city. But she, um, she they, the photo that the Santillo's ar- Pizzeria, by the way, incredible. 109 oh. year old oven. Go ahead. Oh my goodness. Uh, the wrinkles on that oven. <laughs> the saggy tits yeah. on that uh, oven. <laughs> so old. It fucked its student years ago, that oven. But no. So uh, Gordon, he posted this photo and, and the and the the, he- the headline uh, says, you know, Elizabeth teacher uh, gets caught sleeping with student. But the teacher is wearing a Chelsea jersey right in the photo. This is what they used in the article. She's wearing a Chelsea jersey, smiling. Right. And nothing I, else. No, no. <laughs> yeah. no but I'm, I, I want to post this uh, be, be, and, and just do the, you know, it, how to be a Chelsea fan, right? Right. Uh, and I'm reluctant in posting it because it is about a teacher sleeping with a student. Right. And I don't know. It's about statutory rape. It's about statutory So I don't know how. Uh, uh, lightly people would take something like that. Right. Meanwhile, I very quickly and easily posted the Brazilian <laughs> video of the dude. I don't but know. even still, it still has doesn't have anything to do with the child. That's Jang, two of the other players. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a weird thing. That was <laughs> that, a weird thing. In the locker room. In the locker room. In the locker room. My favorite part is the photo when it's blurred is almost more offensive than when it's not blurred. <laughs> because there's so so much of it is blurred. <laughs> So much of so, it has to be blurred. I don't know if you didn't because it did not get a lot, any retweets. No, people did not want people, to repost it. I think it. one guy liked. I it. mean, it's it's insanely pornographic. Yeah, DC United <laughs> Night Out. D- DC, uh, yeah, out. United yeah. Night Out. I think United Night Out. I believe, which is uh, a, a gay supporters group for DC United. Right, and they're they're they sent us back a video after Pete Lee said DC sucks. They got a bunch of people to say New York sucks. Yeah. They're all saying it's smiling, though, which is hilarious. It was great. It was great. But those guys are great. If we ever make it to D.C., we got to hang out with those guys. Um, They they posted. It was a a GIF or a GIF of a guy going, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Which was hilarious. If you didn't hear about this story, this was a a team in Brazil. Like a third division team in Brazil. And uh, uh, so four players were involved. One, One player was filming. And three other players three, were involved. One, uh, one squatting down. He's the down yeah. basis. Everybody naked, by the way. <laughs> and, and both of his hands are full. Let's just say that. <laughs> and I, I saw when I saw this, it, it, it it's just like what? Like yeah. it just makes no sense that these are that you're talking about. And it has nothing to do with like like the the, the players got kicked off the team and yeah. the owner uh, made it very clear that it had nothing to do with them right, being right. gay. I swear it's got nothing <laughs> to do with the gay stuff. No, no gay stuff. It's no, because they were having they were like the, they were they were fornicating in the showers essentially what the issue was uh, yes and, and this on is a team, team locker room team property yeah. and all that stuff so. you're not supposed to be doing that any of that stuff whether it was a man or, man or woman yeah while during time like and it was a i think it was the away locker room <laughs> yeah. this was you know on an away trip <laughs> sure yeah uh, yeah whatever what happens away <laughs> stays away by the way uh were they in vegas or brokeback mountain um but so <laughs> They they did that and they filmed it and they I guess it somehow got found its way to Twitter. Yeah. And you know, Twitter has like no rules as to what you can post. <laughs> you can put a snuff film on Twitter and they'd be like, Yeah, just retweet it, you good. Like, uh, so there's it doesn't get blurred out. You don't lose an Instagram account like if you put it on Instagram. And uh it started to become viral in Brazil and uh, the uh, all players lost their contracts. Yeah, which uh, makes some sense. Uh <laughs> yeah, I I hope it had nothing to do with the gay thing because who cares? But I get it that there are rules in your contract that states what you can and can't do. Yeah, to, during to, to me during team time, that's work. Uh, watching this uh, after I was done masturbating, obviously. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but watching this, so five guys lost their contract. <laughs> well, it, it seems it's just it was so surreal because it seemed I was telling you it seemed like a like a joke. It seemed like a joke. It was like let me give some joke hand jobs yeah. to my buddies. But like <laughs> the joke is you're gonna do it. 
You don't generally. You don't do it completely with a joke. smile on your face. Yeah. Oh man, we've been joking like twice a day <laughs> over there. Real cut ups, those guys. Yeah. So this article is on. You got to see the comedians under the bridge. Oh my god, this talk ar- about joking around. Those guys are really getting into the jokes. <laughs> this article is on, uh, and the video is on like Deadspin. That's where I, I, yeah, I, Deadspin posted it. Uh and. Yeah, it it it's it's just trippy and look and yes it's a, it's a definitely NSFW video <laughs> yeah, so yeah. just be careful where you yeah. watch it. It's also it might not even say NSF uh, H it might not be safe for your home. <laughs> it might, this is a very it's a very different uh, joke. Yeah, you know? very uh, crazy. Don't know why you film it. Just just enjoy yourself, yeah. boys. Just don't film it. I think the comment I put is like uh, clear, and they say soccer players don't know how to use their hands. <laughs> Don't know how to play with our hands. So this is where the position I'm. You post that, but even though I'm, I'm I want to post this video and make this joke, but that's I, a slightly more sensitive subject. It's just, yeah, it's, it's still a child. I don't think hand jobs in the shower are really that sensitive of a subject. It's it's a bit dirtier than what we normally post. Yes, unless you've been following us from the beginning. <laughs> And our account used to get hacked and porn would show up. <laughs> That's right. Other than those few moments, <laughs> uh, they uh, this is probably the dirtiest thing we've ever posted. That would be a little a little sort of uh, yeah, like, uncouth. So is just, that, am I saying j- that correctly? Just tweet at us. Do you think I should post it or not post it? That's yeah. all. If you know, I think for the most part, it's not really offensive, uh, and it's not like the, the the kids' photo is there or something yeah. like that. But I think it's just a solid joke to make fun of Chelsea fans. That's oh, really hilarious. That's really you don't want to miss out on opportunities like that. And I'm sitting on a gold mine. You're sitting right on it. <laughs> and are we going to go and dig for that gold? I suggest we do. Okay, we'll see. Well, let the fans decide. The so fans just, just, decide. just tweet at us. So um uh we yeah, like I said, we just spoke to Mark Fishkin and got into Brazilian hand jobs. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but we full want, circle we've come here, huh? <laughs> but we want to talk about the game. New England uh loses this match. Uh, uh, three to two, and boy, a great game. And and uh, I I think this is uh sort of a response to uh what, sort of what kind of happens uh, these summer MLS matches where the teams have a couple you know they already have a couple fixtures under their belt right a little tired defense you know, not really think about defense anymore let's just go out and score more than them <laughs> let's just do that uh and this game was incredibly wide open yeah they were just amazing goals from both teams uh uh it just it seemed like players were just walking through whenever they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like hey let me see you try it you was know? like an nfl all-star game or an nba all-star game yeah like nah go ahead <laughs> but um uh who uh, uh the score, the first goal was from uh, uh Royer no no, no Teal Bunbury oh that's right Teal Bunbury uh, Diego Fagundes kind of led up to this goal he was just on fire Diego Fagundes is is like kind of an anomaly man uh Uruguayan dude um and I think he got an opportunity to play for the Uruguayan national team but um one of the things that's so surprising about him is that he has these moments where he just looks completely unstoppable and this goal is one of those examples you three three players on him you couldn't get the ball off him yeah he he's uh he looked surprisingly faster than usual I don't know yeah. if he's like just uh doing some deadlifts or doing some squats or something doing some squats <laughs> he's uh yeah he he was just like did, no one could really cover him uh this match and it and it's a surprise that uh the Red Bulls even ended up winning uh this game but um yeah he 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 took the shot that Robles saved uh uh oh no sorry he made the pass to Teal Bunbury this was a, a fun right. a fun moment this wasn't on the on the short highlight uh Bunbury got the goal I remember he did like kind of like that breakdance move after yeah, the yeah, score yeah he like 
tripped all over himself, <laughs> spun around. Yeah, and just like was on the top of his head at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing some b boy stuff. Right. Who uh, put that piece of cardboard out there? <laughs> but there was a great moment uh, in the in the live feed of the game where a Robert Kraft was at the game. The the you know which was rare, very rare for him. Yeah, but he must have he must have got confused. <laughs> he must have thought it was a Patriots practice. Like, Tom, Tom, where are you? Yeah, Edelman, what's going on? Why are there so many Aaron Hernandezes out here? <laughs> It's <laughs> very, very puzzled. But there was a great moment. There was a guy next to uh, Robert Kraft. I don't know who it was. Uh, he was on just on the camera for, uh, for just a moment. But after the Bunbury sco- uh, goal, he uh, they both jumped out of their chair. And there was just a great moment where uh, the guy knocked over. I think Kraft knocked over a Pellegrino bottle. And it fell all over the guy's lap. And then for like two seconds, you see this guy wiping water off his crotch. <laughs> wiping Pellegrino water. Hilarious. <laughs> Just a, great, just, like, <laughs> just a great moment. Yeah. yeah. It just it just shows like it reminded me of that Brazilian video we posted. <laughs> <laughs> it just you just saw that like disconnect with soccer. Like yeah. just wa- watching from a box with just Pellegrino in front of you, like just that's just not how you watch soccer yeah. at all. Anti modern football. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh uh, yeah, a couple of great goals in this game. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Bradley Wright Phillips returns, uh, you know, the favor with the absolute blast on the I on the volley. I don't think I've ever seen. First of all, the, how quickly he gets a shot off is, is very impressive, and I don't think I've ever seen a ball rocket off of the the bottom of the crossbar and into the sort of bottom corner. Yeah, it, like went, it was almost confusing how it went in. It, uh, you know, we saw in the NYCFC Red Bull U.S. Open Cup match, we saw the Tommy McNamara hit the crossbar twice, right? Which is uh, another one of those unheard. Like I've never, I don't know how unfortunate physics yeah. even allows anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, his under the crossbar uh, into the back. Of the net. But it hits like if there was a crossbar in the back of the net at the bottom, yeah, it would have been that. And it bounced right back out. But it happened, it was so fast that you were like, did they, did he score? Did he go yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's how like the grid. net didn't move because it hit like the bottom, the bottom where the net connects to the floor. BWP is all swish. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. Swish, swish, bish. None, including no net. That's what he <laughs> Um So. He's White Iverson. And then, <laughs> and then we got the other goal from uh, uh, Lee Wynn. Uh, Lee Wynn. Gave they, that guy's got so much talent. I don't know how this guy's not in the men's national team. Uh, yeah, that is. He's had opportunities. He has I, opportunity. I feel like the Gold Cup would have been a great opportunity for him. That is true. Juan Agadello did go, but he, uh, Lee Wynn did not. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of, kind of surprising with with how I. I feel like whenever I see him on the men's national team, he doesn't. He just doesn't shine the way he does uh, with the Revolution. Sure, different speed. Yeah, international and, football is a completely different animal. International soccer is a completely different animal. And he. Uh, the, uh, the shot from Fagundes that Robles did save, and I, I would say nine out of ten players kind of buckle under this pressure of like you know, seeing an open net, and and you so kind of want to blast the ball in, right? Uh, and and uh, and Lee Wynn just patiently allowed Robles to arrive yeah. to the to the near post and just casually chipped it over him, which is, I mean, almost seemed a little. It wasn't like a. Uh, it was cheeky, right? And what it was in a way, but it was just like smart placement. It was like, just a perfect placement. I'm gonna yeah. go against your momentum. Yeah. yeah. And uh I and it looked great. And he just like wasn't even he didn't even break a sweat. He was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna just yeah, no, that's Lee Win shit. Right <laughs> Let him crash Don't right call into me Lee lose, son. <laughs> <laughs> uh and 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 yeah, and uh, just a great goal, but uh a, a game they really should have won this game. Uh they were playing so much better, but then 
your boy uh, Gershon Gershon Coffee. Coffee. G- Gina Gershon Coffee. Yeah, yeah. Gina uh, K- Gina Gershon Coffee <laughs> Anon. <laughs> so uh, he files. Uh, I forgot who. I think it was. It might have been Royer or Mule. I don't remember who he filed in the box. But just right on the corner of the box. Right on the corner. Just a d- dumb file. But not only takes out his feet, stomps on the other one. I mean that that's every time that's going to get called. And the guy on the way down is looking at the official, yelling, "Come on!" Like he knew what it was. He wasn't. He didn't pretend to be injured. But he should have hit the ground because he was forced down. Yeah. And then uh, Dan Roar uh, puts away the penalty. And uh, obviously in the la- in the, the second half was uh, it, it seemed like it probably would end, uh, you know, in a, in a draw. But uh, Gonzalo Verone, the DP that no one likes. Yeah, DP stands for doesn't produce. <laughs> Uh, he finally, finally gets on the board, and what a moment to do it. I mean, but the build-up play was unbelievable. Uh, Felipe made a perfect, perfect yeah. pass. And uh, Cody Cropper, the, the keeper for the Revolution, you can tell he didn't expect the pass to be that good, and he was just in the wrong place. He was just in the wrong position. Yeah. And you see him kind of... Uh, Stepping in the wrong position. If you're an LA Galaxy fan, you might know that as the Clement Dion. <laughs> but he was he was too far up, and then he he went to go back on his line. And this is Verone is already receiving the ball, right? When uh when he's full full speed, full speed, and he's trying to get back up back up on the line. Yeah, and and Verone just puts it past him. Such a big open space for Verone. And I mean, a great shot from Verone. I, I mean, yeah. Jokes aside. You know, it, it would take it would take someone who's really either very nervous or, or ill prepared to miss that shot. Yeah, it's still uh, a great shot, great placement for him. I mean, I mean, if if Cropper's on his line correctly and prepared, I think he stops that. He shot stops that all shot all the time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so uh, they they I think this was like in the almost, almost the 90th minute that that goal happened, uh, and yeah, the Rebels have been needing a result. Like this They've for points. a few weeks. I mean, yeah. but just a comeback victory after being down. Like they really needed uh, a, a win like this, and you know, hopefully, it can put them in uh, in the right direction. Right, because MLS takes what a, a one or two week break, right? Yeah, we're currently in. Uh, it's we're about in, it's about a ten to twelve day break for certain. We're in the teams. midst of it, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, that can put them in uh, in the right direction because uh, as we as you heard from our conversation with Mark. Uh, a lot of things wrong with the team. <laughs> a lot of things are going, yeah, not exactly to plan. Um, or maybe that is the plan, and everyone just hates the plan. <laughs> uh, let's also talk about um, uh, Atlanta and San Jose. Uh, Atlanta, you know, after a couple, uh, they, they've been, they, I think they won their last one. Right. Uh, well, Joseph Martinez is back. Now that he's back, they're starting to feel like right. the, 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 the uh, you know, the Atlanta United of old. Right. <laughs> if we could say that. <laughs> you know. If you can think back all the way all to those, the beginning of this year. All those weeks ago when there was such a dominant team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Many moons ago. Uh, they win this game 4-2. to two, And uh, obviously the, the probably not very controversial decision uh, was the red card. Right. Uh, given uh, uh, Kofi Sarkodie. Yeah, Kofi Sarkodie. And it was oh, two yellows 
Two yellows. Should have been, been one The red. first one should have been straight red. I mean, he tried to tackle the guy with his crotch. <laughs> Both legs up in the air. It looked like he was giving birth as he slid into the player. He looked like he was doing the Hulk Hogan leg drop uh, yes, on the yeah, ball. That, <laughs> yeah, it was very odd. He actually, his butt rolled over the ball, I think, at one point. It was just a very odd type of tackle. And in the middle of it, he's kind of looking back like, whoa, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with what I'm doing <laughs> what right I, here? what I do? Yeah, he looks like a baby that's getting changed and just <laughs> he looked like someone clattering. Into the player. <laughs> he looked like he, someone who was dying to win at musical chairs, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. jumping in this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not losing this one. I'm not doing it. I can't go back to recess. <laughs> Haven't lost another one of these. Uh, it's a very, very bad challenge. That, and I think the ref saw it. And I, maybe it, the game. It's early enough where you're like, oh, I don't want to send them off, right? But then he, 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 you know, like you know, they say like when you scissor tackle. Someone you bring both. It looked like he was scissoring tackle <laughs> the other player. It was very. I mean, yeah. not to bring up the thing, the but thing he would fit in. He would fit in very well in Brazilian third division. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and it really it really felt like yeah the, the the foul was so egregious that and and the ref not giving the red. It, it was one of those like. I'm gonna let you stay, right? But if you do, that's yeah. this is the last time. Right, one sneeze <laughs> one, in the wrong direction, you're you out. You even here. sneeze on your meal aside, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's it. You're out of here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> And he did. <laughs> and he and did. the funny thing is, like, he pulls. He end up. If you don't know, Yamil Asad is on a fast break, fast dude. Uh, uh, he sort of pulls. Sarkoti kind of pulls at him a bit, but then Yamil pulls at him. Yeah. So they both essentially hit the ground at the same time, but the first one to foul was Sarkoti. And I know you were saying that you didn't think that was a it not enough. No, not enough. For but you. it's an obvious scoring opportunity. That's that's it's, a, it's developing. I, I wouldn't. I mean, there was a uh, no, a hundred percent. I think Sarkoti was a, a little bit ahead of Assad. That's my opinion. And he pulled that. I him. think it's totally the foul happened. Not worth a yellow on in any normal day. Not worth a yellow. He shouldn't have been in the game to begin with <laughs> should, because of the first one. he shouldn't one. have been in the game. But that, I think that absolutely counts as a second yellow. But it, it did feel the a little bit like the, yeah. The makeup ref, call. Makeup call. Yeah. That, I mean, that happens. And, and, you know. It's part of the game. Yeah. What are you going to do? So, I mean, he, he had a, a, an opportunity to, to redeem himself. Right. And maybe play a little, uh, uh, you know, a bit more cautious. And, and uh, he didn't do that. But uh, this game, interesting game because uh, Alec Khan, uh out, you know, uh, had yeah. a quad injury. So uh, early in the game, you kind of saw San Jose like, all right, who's this dude? I've never seen this guy. Let's test him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, and we got that early goal from Tommy Thompson. And he right. just, uh, just a blast. And Tom, and Tommy Thompson, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about the U.S. Open Cup match with L.A. Right. Uh, but more in that game. But this dude is just the potential. Seeing him. He's great. Uh, he's only their second homegrown player ever. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I know he was a homegrown, but I didn't know. That. Only their second ever. I mean, we, we talked to um, uh, Jonas, Robert Jonas, yeah. and he talked about how this new uh, GM. My name is Jonas. What is that? Louisa, dog. Come on. Step your game up. Louisa? <laughs> Little Weezer. Just that, it's just Weezer. I just, just added I made it cool by saying Lil Weezer. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know any of that. I thought you were gonna go with a Jonas Brothers song. <laughs> no. Which I didn't know that either. I wouldn't know that either. But anyway, uh for those of us who are cool, um the he said how this new manager uh wants to bring in more youth. You know, he wants to have more uh more more of like the homegrowns. Yeah. He very Serie A style. And we're starting to see it. Let the kids play. Yeah, uh 
and I don't know why I said like yo, like yo, for like real, yo, for, yo, yo, yo San Jose right now, <laughs> yo, SJ San Ho. Uh, they, I, 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 I'm surprised they're not playing better, especially in the Western Conference with uh, you know a, a couple of, like weaker teams. But th- yeah, I mean, that they just got a new manager. Th- that that philosophy of just the younger players because they have uh, you know, starters. Uh, that are very young uh, and incredibly skilled. Tommy you're Thompson. Not thinking about Wondolowski. No, no. <laughs> Tommy Tommy Thompson, incredibly skilled on the ball. Just moves. Uh, 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 Hika, uh, not not very young, but he's also incredibly skilled. They have yeah. a lot of players. Housing or Danny Hassan Minaj or however you say his <laughs> yeah, name. That's right. Yeah. Danny Hussein, uh is Danny who's a Watson. Uh, uh, he, so good. They part of it is like I they're they're exciting to watch but part of my concern is that they have almost too many players that play so similarly yeah you never know who the leader is yeah or or just like who to send it to now who do I get the ball to in yeah, this situation or, or how to like um you know if 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 like imagine if you had a team of 11 messies do you think that would be a, a good winning team probably not right no, i mean there was actually this video on youtube where they did that they put 11 messies in the in in a FIFA uh, in a career mode, okay, and to see how they would fare, and I think they got relegated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's sort yeah, of messy in goal. Immediately tells you this <laughs> is a bad an, situation. Yeah, a five foot four goalie that might be an issue. Yeah. He's not five foot four, but you know what yeah. I mean. Uh, five foot five. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, Muggsy Bogues towers over him. <laughs> <laughs> Muggsy Bogues. Let me get that off the top shelf for you. Um. But they do have a a a, a lot of players with a kind of similar style, just very technical uh, ability. And I I think that the concern is on on the defensive front. That right. could be an issue because like Nick Lima, uh, you know, he used to be a forward, right? Uh, and he got pushed back to 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 left back, right? And so there, there could be sort of defensive concerns. Not that he's like the worst defender in the world, uh, but he's he's it's not his natural position. Not his natural, kind of inexperienced uh, playing that. But but obviously when he also go, has a great boot on him, like when he is forward, when he, he goes great. forward, he's, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, a bunch of uh, I mean, Joseph Martinez with uh, with the brace with this is not a thing we really saw from him uh, headers. I mean. He the had two headers. Ups. That was yeah. I mean, he, he floated on one floating. of them. <laughs> I mean, the guy he's 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 fairly short. Yeah, he's. I think he's only five seven, five eight. Yeah, but I mean, towering over these like Youngworth, who's like yeah, six feet yeah. tall. It, it was kind of crazy to see that the the fact that you know the, the first header we should probably should have scored on, uh, 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 who uh, Bingham uh, stops right. the shot and then Carmona uh, just taps it in, uh, but. How high did he get up, uh, over the center back? It was, I mean, he was clearly like, I mean, I, easily a foot over yeah. the center. Back. It was just insane. And speaking of headers, uh, well, Anton, Anton. Anton Walks. Anton Walks, who's, uh, I believe, uh, uh, on loan from the, uh, Tottenham. Yeah. Um, he is British. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, he, uh, You could see him sort of uh, developing into another key cog in this team. He's only been starting recently. Yeah, I think I think this is the second game he started. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he started early on in the season, and I think they they who's uh I don't think he started at the beginning of the season. He may have not started. He definitely played because I remember having him on my fantasy, and he got points somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, but he's uh, I forgot who who's the 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 back that got more. Playing time, I, I just forgot who it was. It might have been like Mears or something. But like he's that. another one of those dudes that just seems to find himself in the right the right position. Yeah, he scored. Right he scored the game winning goal. Yeah, uh, but 
But once once San Jose went down uh, a player, although terrible knee slide on Anton walks. Oh, oh, sure, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, was that the first knee slide of uh, uh, at Bobby Dodd? I don't think so. Maybe it might have been Assad. I think did a knee slide. He knee slide, but he fell on his face immediately. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. there's something with the grass. It might be. Dodd. It might be an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's uh, allowed to do a knee slide. Yeah, because he didn't go very far. No, no. Anton was like, hi. It was like. <laughs> 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 That's it. <laughs> you got rug burns. Like, oh, <laughs> keep smiling. Yeah. <laughs> don't let it. Don't don't show your weakness. Yeah, the whole scene is like, ah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, how lit was uh, Bobby Dodd that game, man? dude? I said this while we were watching some of the highlights just to kind of refresh. I I would love to play in that stadium. I would love to score a goal in that stadium. It just seems like the most fun place. I mean, Alexis, you can't even get on the team for Cooligans FC. Well, How I don't. You? you don't run Atlanta <laughs> FC. <laughs> Atlanta United. I'm gonna hit up Arthur Blank. Be like, Yo, Alexis. I don't know. I've been doing yeah. some scouting on him. I don't yeah. know if he's gonna be. I don't know if he's the right fit for Atlanta <laughs> United. I don't think he's gonna fit on a jersey <laughs> for Atlanta United. <laughs> so, uh, how great was the? I, I I don't know if I've seen this either. Um, Joseph Martinez, after the fourth goal, uh, takes off his shirt, yeah, uh, and to reveal the the tech the tech bra as they as they're calling it, yeah, the sports bra, the, 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 <laughs> and it, it was like to me, it was a little bit like, yeah, why you why are you stealing some of Brandy Chastain's heat right now, right? Yeah, yeah that's her on, yeah. that's her thing. She tours the country doing <laughs> private in, in, private engagements because of that moment. <laughs> Don't you dare take that away from her. So yeah, he and you know we've. Uh, We've seen, if you don't know what we're talking about, obviously, it seems like most players nowadays wear this, like, tech uh, undershirt. It looks like it's a half of an undershirt, so it ends up looking like a sports It's half a tank top. Yeah. And, and it's black. But you'll notice that where their names are on their backs, it's, there's a bump. There's a bump. And there's, like, a little receiver. Yeah, that's like the GPS device back yeah, there. Yeah, so the purpose of it is to kind of monitor their uh their rate, their, their you know, their, you know, like, where they are on the pitch. Where right. it, it, It's for, like, positioning purposes i believe it also rates how much they're sweating their heartbeat it, yeah. it rates everything it puts them in premium conditioning so i mean it just it just very much looks like a, a sports bra when they're like wearing it uh, if i was wearing it it'd be a sports bra <laughs> yeah for sure and they were like yo alexi your titties looking good <laughs> Damn, looking, I, holding them up <laughs> come on yo <laughs> so uh but yeah it, I, I feel like that's another thing ever since those have uh been kind of popular especially in the mls the last couple uh last like two three years i've been seeing them uh, you see less shirt taking off, you know, or, or with, you know, cause it's usually like the bigger players. I feel like always the DPs are always wearing them. Right. Uh, usually players that like are subbing in for a couple of minutes, yeah, you, you don't them. see that. Cause we saw Shea Salinas, uh, against the LA galaxy a couple of weeks ago. He, he took off his shirt, but he was, it was just all just Manchester. Yeah. And who was it? There was a kid, there was a kid with, uh, I think he's a black dude with blonde hair up top. He scored. And he took his shirt off and he kind of did the Joseph Martinez flex and stare. I forget what what uh, what team he plays for. Uh, he wasn't wearing one. He wasn't. Okay. Yeah. So it just seems to me like maybe it's like the ones that they care about the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's clearly some uh, favoritism uh, with the hand, handing out of the sports bras. Yeah. I mean, clearly, if this is my family, my sister would be wearing one, not me, because they care about her more. 
Um, so uh, let's uh, probably, yeah, we'll talk about, uh, let's get the U.S. Open Cup game. You want to talk about that right now? Yeah, let's do it quick. Yeah, because we're talking about San Jose. Yeah. Uh, San Jose did, they won their game. They beat L.A. Monday night, which was nice. A U.S. Open Cup match on a Monday night. I felt, it was yeah. nice. It was like, oh, we have a, this, uh, there's a game on a Monday. Monday night, Monday night soccer. Monday night football. Yeah. It was nice. It was football. The, the real Monday night football. Monday night football. <laughs> uh uh, San Jose at home. Not a lot of people there, but man, but a good, a uh, whoever good, didn't go missed out. A good amount. I mean, for a Monday night, obviously, you don't expect yeah, it, tough. it to be packed. Yeah. Uh, the game, I think, started around like 930 or something, or, uh, give or take. Right. And uh, But yes, they did play. Uh, I think, I'm thinking Eastern time. They, it probably started at a reasonable time, uh, you know, on the West Coast. Yeah. But. Because that's how time works. That's how time works. Uh, they... Obviously, they, they uh, San Jose just won this game the week prior. Yeah. Uh, but in the US Open Cup match, uh, it really felt like LA kind of just didn't, not that they didn't show up, but they, they just didn't have they it. They couldn't put it together. Yeah. Alessandrini is hurt. They, I think they, they uh, kept him out because of uh, just uh, injury concern. And I mean, it showed Giotto Santos was tr- kind of trying his best. And this game was 3 2, but it, it really it wasn't that close. It could have been 5 1. Uh, I, Kurt Anoffel, if he's not on a hot seat, he's sitting in someone else's chair. <laughs> this dude's got to be really close. They also lost 6-1? Six, 6-2 six six to 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 RSL. To week. RSL. To RSL. Which... To the Mike Petke RSL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it really made uh, RSL, you know, just look like Atlanta United. Uh, Pretty much. They... Well, yeah, that's there. <laughs> just a, 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 a weird. I think it's just a weird time for the LA Galaxy. But the worst part is now that they have to live with this for these what twelve days. There's no, there's not like another match that they can go and like play really well in and get this stink off of them. This is going to be something they have to sit with for twelve days. Yeah, there, there was a, the post game interview with uh, Yella Van Dam was very different from the you know the one with the win uh, where he's just like you know, kissing the badge and, and right. just like, uh, you know, owning LA or whatever. He's like, like I hate this team. I hate this city. <laughs> but he was very like, just, uh, distraught. Yeah. Distraught. Just really, again, we were talking about this, uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it, it really is cool to see this Belgian man, uh, who has just real no connection to Los Angeles, be devastated right. to lose to this team. He really does not want to lose to this team. So it just the ado- he really hates San Jose. The adoption of like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate these guys yeah. till the day I die. He's like, I gotta go out, I gotta choose whether I'm a blood or a crypt. Okay. <laughs> like I gotta really and, pick uh, sides. And uh just watching um more of these matches and I I, I was just loving the just the animosity from the San Jose fans. They're constantly chanting BLA. Yeah. BLA over and over. On Twitter, it's more, it was more a lot of fuck LA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but you know, that's different. They, they, <laughs> they tone it down for the live broadcast, which is, which very is nice. uh, appreciative. Thank very you. Very respectful. Earthquakes fans. If uh, only the Mexican fans would do that. <laughs> uh, but every time Van Damme touched the ball, booing, yeah. relentless booing. And there's no way that doesn't get into your head a little bit. Uh, and for you have you, to enjoy it. You for a U.S. Open Cup match it. on a Monday night, the 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 fans were you, maybe the fans that were they were clearly the more passionate fans. It wasn't uh, super casual people, yeah. but yeah, it was great. It was a great atmosphere, uh, and uh, and and a, a bunch of like what I was talking about before. Tommy uh, Tommy Thompson, uh, uh, Hika, uh, they're, they're right back. Cordell Cato, uh, just all these dudes. I'm like. 
they 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 were pinging around the ball like they were you know uh, you know when the, in, in training when you watch those matches uh those those uh like monkey in the middle monkey in the middle thing. kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. I, th- that's what it really felt like LA Gaskin were like oh my we, there's there's too much going on we can't yeah. we can't get how uh, many balls are they playing with? <laughs> yeah uh and they look great and uh, a much deserved win uh and and we'll see there's a couple US Open Cup matches this week uh, and uh, I think uh, San Jose is going to be playing the winner of the Sporting Kansas City. Uh, man, I wish I could remember the other team. Uh, it might be the Red, uh, Red Bull. I thought it was Montreal. No, Montreal is not in it. Montreal okay. does not play in the U.S. Hey, Open oh, Cup. Oh, U.S. Open Cup. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Get out, Alexis. We know I'm an idiot. All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk, the final game I want to talk about is the NYCFC match against Vancouver. Uh, yeah, big win. If you're a Vancouver fan, um, you got to see your team score a bunch of goals. Yeah, this is... All the, because of defensive mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, 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 you know, Podcaps FC against uh, the Cooligans podcast. Yeah, basically. I mean, you know, how many times do we have to go up against someone and lose <laughs> uh, in the bragging rights department, which we would love to have. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is an anomaly for both. Although I just I don't think Eric Johansson has it, man. I just him and Briant together just equates, uh, you know, a for a really bad. It reminds me of year one. It reminds me of uh, Watson Sorobi. And Josh Saunders, just why? Why are you reminding me of that? <laughs> um, so yeah, so if, uh, you know the Sean Johnson, who is the 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 starting uh, goalkeeper for NYCFC, is uh, on international duty. Third with, string for the U.S. With third string for the U.S. team. Which when I see see that and I see the 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 depth chart, I'm like, just give them back to us. Yeah, take Eric Johansson. <laughs> take Eric Johansson. Let us. Both of them are not going to play. Yeah. I almost say let Rawls get in there. Like, you know, that that's our third string for NYCFC. At, at this point, yeah. So Vancouver wins this game 3-2. to two, And a, a couple sort of weird things happen in this game. Uh, uh, you know, uh, a penalty call. This seemed like another one of these makeup calls. Right. Uh, there was a, 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 a Pirlo got stepped on in the box and no call. Right. And, and it, I honestly think there is, there is a, a, a prejudice with Pirlo. I, I honestly do because because of his he's Italian and and we know how Serie A they they exaggerate right. these fouls like very uh, opera yeah with the hands yeah. and everything yeah. <laughs> so I I think referees are like watch out for watch out for those Italians yeah, because yeah. they're gonna get you oh they're gonna act big <laughs> uh, but this was a legit like just stone cold foul yeah and he got sh- he got he got walloped a couple times in that match and it should it should have been called but the one that they did call was. The the light tap that uh, uh, Watson uh, Watson's like Watson Watson's Watson's like like bandaged the, the, up the club yeah, the club yeah, hand yeah. That he, <laughs> the JPP hand <laughs> he pushed it into he essentially tapped Tommy Tommy's Mac. face with it and Tommy smartly went down and to, yeah on the way down he knees the keeper in the head. yeah you would think uh, Tommy's Irish but no he's very Italian yeah he yeah. comes to getting fouled yeah 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 he learned from Pirlo <laughs> exactly uh, so, no no Irish guilt on that guy. <laughs> So yeah, uh, you, you know that penalty and the, the NYCFC is up two to one. Yeah, uh, and you know they get a goal from Chanel, uh, and but they, Vancouver just looked like we're tired of losing to these guys. Yeah, and that's it because they had already beaten them three times. Right. Uh, no, they had beaten them two times, and that was at their home. They beat them home and away. The the the, the NYCFC's first year and second year. Yeah, and Freddie Montero. This is why they went out and got him. You know, he sees an opening, sees a defensive misplay, 
boom, capitalizes yeah, on it. Yeah, Chanel uh, really messing up right there. I mean, and Rick, Ring, Ring also. Not much Ring could have done. I think he did, he didn't obviously didn't expect that to happen. Ring like both his knees buckled on but him. He just just, just collapsed. Like he, I think he went. Like to, he was just like grabbing at uh, like Montero's ankles. Like please don't go. <laughs> but you know what? He went to do a uh, he went to do a like a slide tack when he realized he's on turf. Okay. I think that's what it was. He, he just didn't go as far as he wanted to. He was like, oh, shit, rubber. And, and Montero one-on-one with Eric Johansson. Uh, yeah, that's it. You're going to win that battle all the time. And and Eric Johansson. four Eric Johansons in the goal. He wouldn't have stopped that. Eric Johansson is is about. Six, eight. Six, eight. He's like just a giant, lanky man. Yeah. You would think for a goalkeeper, this is the kind of guy you want. He's going to yeah. co- cover up a lot of space. But Eric Johansson might have the slowest reaction speed yeah. to shots. And we saw this, uh, at, uh, you know, in Yankee Stadium. Uh, during the playoff game, you know, yeah. when Toronto uh, was playing, I mean, he was diving. The ball was, I mean, they were already showing the replay before he was like He's still in the air, <laughs> he was still yeah. in the air diving. It was, in, I mean, you have to watch, watch a couple, watch the highlights of this match. Even you not, even if you don't support both of these teams, watch the highlights of this match. Right, you and, hear the back of the net, Russell, before he <laughs> before he launches. You'll, himself you'll in the see air. it a couple times where sometimes he he looks on point, cat like reflexes, right, and then other times it's just like. I mean, it, it might it, like if somebody has a laser pointer on the on the pitch and he can't focus. It's almost like he loses confidence. Yeah, and he's not sure. Should I? Should I go? Should I jump? Should I wait? And he's he, not sure. He clearly has like a confidence. We we saw that you know that goal against Minnesota that he, right. he that he just just didn't catch the. I mean, the ball was even coming that insanely fast, but he, the ball just trickled out in front of him, Insane. and and Christian Ramirez just blasted in. He's got the old Clement Diop disease. <laughs> Yeah, but Vancouver, they uh, were relentless, uh, especially in the second half. Uh, and they got the goal from, they, I mean, they were just putting up crosses uh, to a point where it was like, they're going to, they, this is going to happen. Yeah. And good for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, I don't know what else to say. They, they, <laughs> good for them. They played well. They, you know. they got the goal. Uh, um Oh, I, for, I, for, I forgot his name. Oh, Jordan Bologna? Harvey. Oh, Harvey. Uh, Harvey and then uh, Reyna uh, yeah. was a... Uh, Harvey, I mean, Jack Harrison misses that clearance by an absolute, just an, an inch. inch. Yeah. And yeah. if he had Joseph Martinez ups, that ball would have been <laughs> in the stands. Yeah, the, the shorter guy's ups, he would have yeah. been uh, fine. But And he knew it. As soon as he landed, he saw the ball hit the back of the and he was like, it's God a, damn, and it it's, it's I feel it's different, especially talking to... When we see players that we've interviewed make yeah. mistakes there's a little bit of a like oh, like yeah I, i'm not even i thought even the same as like i'm not like damn you like you know yeah, like yeah. i would normally get mad <laughs> yeah we're like we're like supportive we're like we're like uncles yeah we're surrogate uncles now <laughs> we're like oh jack i'm like you know what you messed up but you smack him on the butt and get back in there yeah, come on kid get <laughs> back in there you'll be fine yeah uh if only lavar ball Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to what was it last week or two weeks ago yeah, yeah. about that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, a d- disappointing loss, but I think Vancouver uh, totally earned this one. Yeah, and uh, I know a lot of the fans are starting to uh, doubt Patrick Vieira. I don't. What about you? I do not doubt Patrick Vieira, although it was a very interesting decision to, after Young Harreva uh, was injured, uh, to replace him with Frederick Briant and bring Chanel up front. Very weird. Yeah, they need to practice that in training because that did not seem like that was the right move. Yeah, as soon as uh, Frederick uh, Briant came in the game, uh, immediately, immediately, let's go. yeah, yeah, let's go. That's what he does best. I, I, and we've mentioned this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. What we say with uh, with Collins and also Briant, there's always just a guarantee 
If they're in the game. Gonna go there's, in. It's a one goal per game. Yeah. They're going to make some when error. When they're together. When they're together. Yeah. There's going to be some error. And and that's it. You just got to accept that. Yeah. And just just try to score a few more than the amount of mistakes that, <laughs> they, make will, up that. <laughs> they, yeah. will, that they will bring. Which, by the way, NYCFC, I know they're saying they're talking about trying to bring in some more defensive help. Matarita is clearly injured, yeah, probably after the season. Well, I think three to four a months. A couple months, yeah. Yeah, so that looks like it's going to be the majority of the season until he gets, especially until he gets going again yeah. and back in the starting lineup. Um, and Maxi Morales is out for a little bit. Clearly, defensive help is necessary, um, especially if, you know, young Hell Herrera is going to be injured uh, for long for long term. I don't know what the prognosis is with him. But uh, speaking of transfer window, transfer window opened mm-hmm. a day ago. L.A. Galaxy making quick business. Yeah. Who uh, was they that? went out and got some dude named Pele. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, we got Pele. Uh Oh, no. Pele from Norway. <laughs> yeah. We know. Everybody knows that Pele. Oh, Norwegian Pele. <laughs> Pele and Holtz or something like that from SC Herenveen here in Ven. Some one of those teams, whoever it is. <laughs> Why would you go to me to say the name? Uh, but whoever they are, I watched a bunch of those YouTube clips. Let me tell you something. It looks good in those YouTube and clips. And those highlights. Okay. Yeah. Which, if you think that's stupid, uh, that's how Pogba got sold because of vines. Okay, and that was ninety million pounds. So okay, he was a vine star. Look at that. That's it. Vine lights, vine he's, highlights. He's like, uh, what's that guy, Logan Paul or whatever. I don't know that King Batch. King Batch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's one of those guys. Yeah. Just like he's King the- Pogba Batch. <laughs> King 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 Pogba. Batch. So we all have an opportunity, guys. So uh, keep keep tweeting. Keep uh, some highlights of on yourself of yourself up on YouTube. You know, I have some footage of uh, of uh, of some games that I played. I, I I attached my GoPro to the top of a fence while I was playing. Yeah, uh, a lot of not a lot of great, not very few. I would say mostly low lights. Is it enough roar of vine? <laughs> Do you think we got six seconds? It's not. I don't know if I committed one good play in uh, in that particular game. It's just like you know when the camera's on. It's that's, too much pressure. It's too much pressure. I can't. Yeah, do it. the soundtrack would be that. And, and, so, and when you put up a camera, when you play like some pickup game, and you put up a camera, yeah. Then the other people are gonna be like, "Yo, what are you doing?" Oh, I gotta step up. I guess, but then there was one uh, time I, I completely whiffed on a shot, just totally, totally missed. Uh, a great opportunity, and uh, and the, uh, a British guy was playing. He came up to me. He's like, "Hey." Camera catch that? <laughs> just, oh boy, you can show no weakness in this world. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. <laughs> All right, everybody. So thank you again for listening to another long, <laughs> long ass, ass episode. episode of the Cool Again. Yeah. We don't know how to keep this short anymore. No, we don't even. We're not even pretending to try. <laughs> uh, we we, have, uh, we actually removed all the clocks from the studio. <laughs> yeah, we could care less how long it takes. As long as you guys are enjoying it. If you're not, let us know, and uh, we'll shorten it up. Maybe we'll do two episodes a week. We really don't want to do that. Uh, we want to give you one long ass one. Exactly. Oh yeah, just like those guys in the Brazilian. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, anyway, thank you so much, Mark Fishkin. Uh, thank you for everyone listening. Um, R.I.P. Uh, to Senor Monsion. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, our thoughts and prayers are uh, with you, uh, Dave, uh, and your family. Uh, so condolences from the Cooligans uh, to the Monsion family. Um, and uh, anything else? Is there anything we forgot? Oh, the Football Vogues. Once again, uh, go to Football Vogue Fives. Just Google that or go to Football Vogue. Dot com f u t b o l v o u i'm sorry v o g u e dot com look up their fives it's a great opportunity if you want to play with your friends you think you got what it takes to win these prizes uh put in the cur- uh, code cool again save yourself 50 bucks it's not that expensive do it yeah it's uh, it's going to be a fun tournament and uh you know based on the experiences we've been having with the with the other tournaments that we've been hosting i'm telling you it's going to be 
stupid fun. Oh my God. We're going to crush it. So, uh, you know, you guys bring it cause we know we're bringing it. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, come through. It should be a lot of fun. Um, I think that's it, right? I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, again, we're going to be at MLS Cup. Uh, not MLS Cup. MLS All-Star. MLS All-Star game. Uh, we're sorting out. Uh, we know what days we're going to be there, sort of. We There's going to be stuff going on. Yeah, there's a lot that we're going to cue you guys into if it happens. Exactly. So uh, we'll keep you abreast uh, yeah. about all those things. And, uh, and just like always, just, man, just... If you like this podcast, just let somebody know. Yeah, tell your friends. That would be absolutely amazing. And also, um, if you want to hang out at uh, MLS uh, All-Star, if you're living in Chicago, in the Chicago area, let us know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'd love to uh, maybe do a meetup or something like that. Maybe we'll do like a live event or something if we have a chance. But yeah. Let us know and we'll start planning it. All right, guys. My name is Alexis Guerreros. My name is Christian Polanco. Together, what are we? The Cooligans! The Cooligans!